Oh my God, I'm in worship, I'm in worship, but I got to pause real quick. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I don't know where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, somewhere working out, uh, maybe you called off work today. We're just making sure that you're starting your day off the right way. And y'all know what that means. That means with the right language, with the right people, right conversations, right laughter, right communication, all that good right stuff that make your day go the right way. Y'all know how we start the day off here. We believe by faith that when when you start your day off the right way, you have the ability to produce the right actions in your day. You have the uh, ability to produce the right results in your day and all that good stuff. So we kicking the day off in worship. Listen, all week I'm worshiping because it's the first of the month and I just believe in loving on God. So let's love on God for a little bit and then we're coming right back, okay? I just gonna search our hearts, search our hands to my God, search the God. Wash us clean and make us over. Make us brand new God. Purge people tonight, God. Purge us tonight. Hey, purge us tonight. Come on, ask him to purge you tonight. Drive it out of me, God. Whatever it might be, God. Drive it out of me, God. We want to be clean before you, God. We want to be clean before you, God. We want to have clean hands and a pure heart. Drive it out of us. Drive it out now, God. Drive out profanity. Drive out rebellion. Drive out disobedience. Drive out murder and malice. Drive out homosexuality. Drive out lesbianism. Drive out adultery. Drive out fornication. Drive out sexual perversion. Drive out lying. Drive out thieves. Drive out hatred, God. Drive it out of us. Corner. Try not wrath and strife. Try it out of a corner. Try not pride, corner. Take it out of us now. I don't hear you tonight. Ask him to take it out of you. Remove it from me now, Carter. Because I need more of you, Carter. And you don't want to dwell in that place, Carter. So enter me tonight before you fill me again. Enter me tonight. Before you feel me again, take everything that's not like you. Take it out of me, God. Take it out of me. God, we need you tonight. Come on, Zion. Right where you are, come on, lay on this altar. Ask him to take it out of you now. Take it out of me, God. Before I go any further, God, clean me tonight. Purge me tonight, God. We repent. We repent now, God. We're sorry, God. We're turning away, God. We're turning away, God. We're turning away from that, God. We don't want to go back to the God. Give us an appetite for you, God. Change our appetite now, God. Reverse our appetite, God. God, we set our affections back on you, God. We set our desires back on you, God. We make you our main focus. We make you our desire. We desire you tonight. Come on, Zion, let him hear the cry of the desperate. 
sana. Let him hear the cry of the desperate. 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 Let him hear the cry of the Come on, the glories of the room. 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 Come on, if you need healing. Hey, I feel that. If you need healing, get your hands up. There's an anointing in this room right now. I command healing to flow through your body, to flow from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, every area in your body. I command the healing of the Lord. Everybody has left to the die. 
you might not understand why it feels like you're walking a lonely road, but right where you are, cry out to the Father. Let the cry of the desperate arise. That's all we want is you. I'm tired of going back. I'm tired of these suicidal thoughts. I'm tired of being lonely. God replace those things with you. I just want you. I just need you. Everybody else has shown how shady they can be. I just want you. That's all I need. I can live in your presence all day. I can stay there forever. I just want you. I just want to receive of your love. I just want you. Good morning, 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 everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. You know, the number one clubhouse on the early morning praise party, where we wake up every weekday morning at 8 a.m. with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I don't know where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or maybe you called off work today. I just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way. That means with the right spirit, right energy, right people, right environment, all that good right stuff that produces the right things in your day. Y'all know how what we believe here. We believe that when you start your day off the right way, when you protect your ear gates and start off the right way, guess what? God is able to come in and navigate their thing 
and navigate your life the way he needs to. You'll be surprised how many people wake up in the morning and they start off with violence. They wake up in the morning starting out with marriage. They wake up in the morning and don't want to hear nothing positive. They wake up in the morning and guess what? They don't have the ability to even give God a praise, a hallelujah, I thank you. And guess what? It contaminates their day. It contaminates their ear gates. But when you wake up in the morning and you start your day off with God, when you start your day off in prayer, when you start your day giving him praise and worship and honor because he deserves it and don't nobody else deserve your attention, I'm telling you, your day goes the right way. I don't know about y'all, but mine does. Mine does. When I'm able to give God his time and his attention first, when I'm able to guard my ear gates and my spirit and put the right things in my spirit, I don't know about y'all, but my day just seems like it goes a little bit better. My day just seems like it could have been worse. Things could have been bad. But guess what? Because I protected myself early on in the day. Because God protected me early on in the day. I'm able to navigate the rest of my day with ease and grace. So I thank God for that. I thank God for being able to wake up every morning with a good spirit. I thank God for waking me up every morning. <laughs> In a right mind and in a sober mind. Glory be to God. Listen, let me go ahead and open up with prayer. Let me open up with prayer. Y'all know it's just something about this room that when we start our day off the right way, when we start the room off the right way, it just produces the good. I just believe it produces good things. So I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Whew. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now, God, thanking you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your peace. God, thank you just for a new day, God. We thank you, oh God, just for you being God all by yourself. We thank you, oh God, for grace, mercy, peace, anointing, and love, and hope, and faith. God, we thank you for a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our black, God. We thank you, oh God, that you forgave us, oh God. God, we thank you, oh God, that you didn't let our issues and our sins from yesterday, oh God, creep over into today and let us stop us and kill us and block us and hinder us. God, we thank you that even when we got closest to death on last night, God, you covered us and shielded us and protected us. God, we thank you, oh God, that our headboard didn't become a tombstone overnight, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you allowed us to wake up, oh God, with the spirit to want to come to you, serve you, to want to hear you, oh God, and want to be connected to you. Father, we thank you. Before we ask you of anything, we position our mind, our body, our heart, and our spirit to glorify you on today, God, to give you honor and to give you praise on today. Father, we say we love you. Jesus, we say we thank you. We say, Holy Spirit, begin to activate in us on today. Rise up in us on today and cause us to do those things that only you desire for us to do. Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit will begin to download the agenda of heaven in our life and in our spirit for today, that we may know what you have called us to do in this day. Father, even as we decree and declare that these things shall be. We believe by faith that it is so. We believe that we shall have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. God, we cover this room right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we call positive vibes and positive spirits and energy to come into this room right now in the name of Jesus. Father, begin to saturate the atmosphere with your love and with faith and with hope. God, God begin to saturate the atmosphere with everything that we need, oh God, to produce a miracle in this moment, to produce healing, oh 
oh God, to produce positive conversation in this moment. God, let there be no interference or interruptions, oh God. God, let there be no negative spirits, oh God, creeping into this room, oh God. But God, we ask that you divinely protect this room, oh God. God, we know that you have given us the crossover anointing. So Father, we thank you, oh God, for giving us the anointing, oh God, to take conversations to another level. God, we thank you, oh God, for giving us the grace to teach your people, oh God, through conversation. Now, God, we ask that you will seal the words of this room, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and let it not fall on deaf ears or a stony heart, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, because as we pray, we believe that we have received it, so it shall be so. And we thank you, because it is so, in Jesus' name, amen. Ooh, yeah. I had to get that out. I had to get that out. It's something about, you know, when you pray by yourself, it feel good. It, real, it really, really feel good when you pray by, by yourself. But it's something about pray, praying with other people. I don't know. When you get into a room with other people, y'all start holding hands. Y'all start charging and shaking and bucking and shouting. And even though I can't see y'all, I feel y'all in the realm of the spirit. Even though I cannot see you guys, I feel you guys in the realm of the spirit. And I'm pushing you. I'm sending love and energy and joy to you guys. I hope you will see. I hope you can see my smile through the phone. Why? Because I want you to smile just because I'm smiling. Why? Because God loves us, and it's a great day to love on God. Listen, I'm going to throw it over to a quick song, and then we're coming right back. Is that all right? All right, let's go. Come on, Kurt. All right, Kurt Franco want to act funny with me this morning. Let me reset the speaker. Let me reset my speakers. Come on now, Kurt. Don't do this to me, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go. Oh! Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be that you love the most unlovable part of me? Of me. How could you see your life was the only gift I left for me to be free? It's amazing with you. I win even if I lose. Everything's working for my Hallelujah. 
not feel superheroes. Open up like this. And I promise you. Mr. Kurt Franklin. Yo, that's Kurt the GOAT. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. And welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up every weekday morning at 8 a.m. with fresh motivation, inspiration, and a little bit of music to help you start your day. Listen, I don't know if you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, or somewhere working out. We just want to make sure you're starting the day off the right way. You know, with the right music, right people, right laughter, right news, all that good, right stuff to produce the right things in your day. I tell y'all all the time, when you start your day off the right way, when you put the right stuff in your body, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning of the day, your body's able to, you know, be more effective. It's able to do some stuff. You ever ate a full-course meal early in the morning and you just had the energy to do stuff all day? Yeah, that's how I feel like when you start your morning off the right way with the prophet. I believe that by faith, you're going to just, I just believe by faith you're going to continue to have the right day. That's just me. That's just me. And that's just how I feel. But with that being said, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the scripture of the day. Let's get into the scripture of the day. Y'all know how I am. I just believe in having the word on our side. I just believe in having the word on our side. Shout out to everybody that's in the room with us this morning. Thank you guys for being in the room. Do me a favor. Ping some people in here. Ping some people in here or share the room. Share the room on Clubhouse. Share the room on your social media and ping some people in here for me because we're going to have a great show. We're doing 14 days of love. We're doing $20 Tuesday today because y'all know every Tuesday 
Tuesday. I got to be a blessing to somebody. Man, I got to continue to be a blessing to somebody. The devil ended up tricking me last week and made me not do the show. I was so discouraged last week that I did do my show and I wasn't able to be a blessing to people like I really wanted to. And what's interesting about it was come that Friday, I said, God, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting something. God told me, hey, did you give this week? Oh, he checked me so hard. He said, did you give this week? I said, okay, you're right, God. I'm going to turn around and give. So I got to remember that every Tuesday I'm trying to give. Why? Because I know every Friday I'm expecting the unexpected. And I can't continue to expect from heaven and expect from the earth without putting seed in the ground. I don't know about y'all, but of course, I'm going to continue to put my seed in the ground as much as possible, especially with all the stuff that we see coming out uh, into the world nowadays. Listen, shout out to my girl Tasha for being down there. Hey, Tasha, thank you so much for coming in the room. Feel free to come up if you like. Um, Definitely feel free to come up if you like. Um, Listen, let me go ahead and get into the scripture of the day because I told y'all today is February 1st and we're starting Black History Month and Love Month. We're doing, uh, we're going to do like a half and half type of thing. I don't know. I think the first, thing, for, the first 14 days um, of this month, I really want to tackle love. I really want to tackle love on a major level because so many of us lack love in the body. Of, well, I wouldn't even say so many of us lack love in the body of Christ. I feel like the whole body itself is missing the heart. Where's the heart in the body of Christ nowadays? Where Where's the love? And and that's something that we're going to be working on for the next 14 days. In addition to celebrating our black people for this month. Y'all know we only got 28 days, but we're going to celebrate them as much as possible. We're going to continue to honor some people. I'm going to do a black history segment a little bit later on just to give honor to certain people. And I'm going to try to do that almost every day. You know, honor my black people. Give y'all a little history in addition to the education and laughter and the news that we give in here. But no, let me get to the scripture of the day really quickly. All right. So the scripture of the day today comes from first corinthians <laughs> it comes from first corinthians the 13th verse and i'm only going to read a portion because the whole piece tackles love but i think i'm going to stop probably around the third verse let's just read one through three today okay all right let's go and it says if we speak of tongues of men and of angels but do not have love i am only a sounding gong or a jingling symbol. If, <laughs> if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Let me read the third verse. It says, if I give all my possessions to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast, but I do not have love, then I gain nothing. Listen, that's the reading of the word for the people of God. <laughs> you know, oftentimes we love having gifts. We love giving away stuff. We love looking like, you know, we doing good. We love fronting. We love stunting. We love faking the funk for God. That's my new word. That's my new phrase. People love faking the funk with God. You know what I'm saying? Because they can prophesy, because they can sing, because they want to give a seed and all this other stuff, but don't have no love. They ain't nothing. And many times people think, oh, well, just because I can prophesy, just because I prophesy, or just because I give, or just because I get my body and make a boast of it, or just because I do certain things, meaning I'm walking in love and I'm supposed to get someone. Truth be told, that ain't it. And we're going to talk about it today. Because truth be told, you can, you can give me a million dollars and still not love me. You can buy me a whole new house and still not love me. Come on now, you can, you, I can have a whole baby with somebody and still not love them. Let's talk about it. Just because, and then, and then what's funny is, even when it got to prophecy, it said you can prophesy. 
You can prophesy and understand the mysteries of angels. You swear you got so much discernment, but you can't love nobody the right way. And we're going to get into it because as we, if we could have read down, if we would have went down a little bit more, it would have talked about what love does, how love is shown. Even the Bible, it talks about how people say they love Jesus and love God with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. Oh, we got, oh, we got how many days left in this week? We got four days left and we got today, yeah, three days after today left in this week. So we're going to tackle it this week, next week, and we got Valentine's Day itself to talk about it. Because when I tell y'all, we got to perfect love. I don't know who y'all pastor is, and I'm not y'all pastor. I'm just a little prophet that God sent into the world to just talk about some stuff. And I'm telling you, for the next 14 days, we're really going to talk about love. I'm going to do a whole series on it for the next 14 days here on Clubhouse. And it's going to be a conversation. I'm not, I ain't going to preach or nothing. Keith, we're going to talk to these people because many people need to understand how to have love. How do you how you call yourself loving this girl, loving this man, loving your brother, your father, your pastor, but you don't know how to love God the right way? And first way you love God is with worship. Come on now. Let's talk about it. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be a worship Wednesday tomorrow because we're going to learn how to worship and love on God before we try to worship and love on other people because that's what we're doing. We make other people idols and calling it love. Ooh. Listen, I ain't going to get into it yet. We're going to slow down. We're going to slow down. Let me get into another song break because y'all know how it is. We love our music here. And y'all know Google finna cut me off and be like, hey, 830, you're trying to check in and think about breakfast and spin up a stretch. <laughs> so, you know, right where Google cut us off, we finna go ahead and get into our song break. And then we're coming back with our daily check-in. Y'all know how we check in every day. I know, y'all know, I love loving on my people. I love seeing how my people doing and whatnot. So if you're in the audience and you want to come up and check in with us, you're welcome to raise your hand and come on up. All we ask is three simple questions when we check in in the morning. We ask you how you start your morning, what's for breakfast, and what's the weather. Plain and simple as that. The time is 8.30 a.m. It's time to stand up, That's stretch, Google. and make you some breakfast. Thank you, Google. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Listen, Google said it's at 8.30, so that means wherever you are, if you're at work, if you're in the bed, somewhere, make sure you stand up, stretch, start thinking about your breakfast. Some of y'all, let's go brush our teeth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, let's cut to a quick song, though, and then we're coming right right back. Is that all right? All right.
Vaughn, sing it for me. Your love is a one in a million. Hey, it goes on and on. Yes, it does. Hey, feels so good to me, yeah. It feels so good to me, yeah. I heard somebody say this. Oh, who is like the Lord? Who can make a way like him? Nobody. Nowhere. Just the background. Nobody, nowhere. All right. All right. Listen. I don't know about y'all, but I refuse to be so heavenly minded that I'm not no earthly good. When I tell y'all I love that song, my God, today, oh my God, I love that song because I love music as well. And that combines the, my, my, my art and my love for music with my worship side too, because I don't know about y'all, but I'm somebody that I still listen to a little R&B, a little hip hop every now and then. It's not something that consumes my spirit, but every now and then I find myself worshiping to a little hip hop. I find myself worshiping to a little, to a little, a little, a little mix of something. And I said, my God, when I heard that song, it just took me there. It took me in. And now it's one of my favorite songs. Wow, that song really still hit me every time because I don't know about y'all, but it's it's something about really loving God. I'm talking about really falling in love with God. Once you done love somebody else, when you have people tell you they love you and all this other stuff, but you really have a relationship with God where he's able to tell you he loves you back. He's able to comfort you. He's able to bring that spirit up on you that lets you know, oh, son, I love you. Oh, daughter, I love you. You're the apple of my eye. Oh, I love it. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but it excites me. It's, it's like them goosebumps come over me when I know my worship is real. You know, when you know your worship real, you know when you're pushing God and you have that love for him like he got that love for you. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it hit different. It hit different. <laughs> but good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up With The Prophet. Your early morning praise party, the best clubhouse room on Clubhouse. Y'all know we're trying to change the hours. We're trying to get y'all in a better mood because, you know, when you wake up, so much be on the news, so much be coming to your phone. It's like every other day something happening. And it's like, where is the light, God? Even though we're trying to be a fire stuff, God, connect us with a community of people that are trying to be a light in a dimming and a dark world. And I thank God that we can sit here and be that community of light. Listen, let's go ahead and start checking in, though. 
because hey, y'all know I love to see how y'all doing in the morning. I believe in making sure you're starting your day off the right way. So we gotta check in the right way. Meaning telling us what's for breakfast, what's the weather, and how you starting your morning off. For me, I'm starting my morning off very, very well. Um, I rested all day yesterday for some reason. I didn't do anything, Keith. Keith, when I tell you, I went back to bed. No, I did go to the store because I needed me some food. But um, when I got off the show, I rested all day yesterday. Then I finally got up because I needed something to eat. And I said, God, what am I going to eat? So he was like, go to the store. Went to the store. And Mr. Going to the store, I got me some chicken, some stuff, some stuff to, you know, make some chicken and rice last night. And I ended up cooking and fell asleep. You know, Keith, I don't know why, but yeah, luckily the stove and stuff was off. But ended up cooking and fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the night. And I ended up eating my little food. And then I guess I caught myself taking a little power nap again because I had went to sleep at like 12, middle of the night, 12, 1 o'clock. I ate and fell right back to sleep, but then caught myself waking back up again at like 4.30. And I was like, okay, God, well, I'm up. So I got up this morning and prayed. Spent some time with God. I was able to do my pre-production stuff for the show. And I'm also trying to work on um, bringing back the daily briefing. As well as people don't realize, I still have a real job um, and a company outside of this. So I'll be having to try to get most of my work done before I do this. Because this folk, this four hours would or three hours would take up that three hours. So I was like, God, let me get some work done today. So I was able to get up, pray get some work done this morning, and now I'm on here. For breakfast, I don't know what I'm going to have this morning. Right now, I'm drinking my detox tea. Um, this one is part of the little set that Rashonda sent me. You know, each one have a different packet name. And this morning, I have the detox tea. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking about putting some ginger in that because this just don't taste like I thought it was going to taste. So <laughs> I'm going to put some ginger in that. As far as the weather, yeah, it's cold. I see the little kids out here walking back to school and stuff like that or walking to the bus stop to go to school, and I, I can tell they out there freezing. So I'm sure it's it's a good 30-something. Uh, yeah, it's 38 degrees out there, and I ain't going out there. Y'all know I don't like going outside until it start warming up to about 1 o'clock. That's when you're going to catch me outside, when it's a good 50-something to 60-something degrees. So, yeah, that's how I'm starting my morning. That's my breakfast. That's my weather. Oh, yeah, that's my day. So I'm going to go ahead and PTR, guys. PTR, see where you are on the stage, and we're going to go in that. Order. Keith, I'm starting with you. Do -do -do -do. How you starting your morning, sir? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. So I am starting my morning off a little. I'm not going to say rough. It's not rough. But um, it is a little unorthodox. So I'm not really worried about breakfast because I'm having system issues with my um, computer system here at home for my job. And then I'm also having issues with there was a leak in the bathroom not this is all kind of stuff going on this morning i don't know what's going on but anyway to god be the glory i'm still alive so that's all that matters um it's like 30 degrees outside it's clear they say it's probably gonna be like a high 55 um but yeah that's i'm just gonna be trying to get this leak worked out in the bathroom get this computer system up um, so hopefully it's not a, too much of a tedious day, but yeah, that's how my morning is starting. But I'm I'm not gonna say it's starting off rough because I don't clean that. But you know, it's it's definitely interesting this morning. So yeah, that's my morning. It's not the typical morning. I get what you said, Keith. I get you. I get you. It's far from typical. <laughs> Listen, it's far from typical. 
Hey, when the system down though, don't that mean you got time to just chill and relax and get some other things? Yeah, done? I mean it was wonderful. It was down yesterday and everything was down yesterday. So we didn't, I really didn't get no calls yesterday. So that was wonderful. I just had Hulu up on my iPad and was catching up on stuff. Um, but yeah, but it's I don't know if it's down today or whatever the case is. You know, the the, the other folk don't like when there's their calls ain't come through, they can't make that money. Right. Um but it's fine for me. Cause uh, I can just sit here with Hulu and catch up on my shows and stuff. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I be doing the same thing. But look, my system never goes down. Cause I be working for myself just through emails. I be like, man, God, I need a system issue or Wi-Fi failure too. Just give me a reason. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but thank you so much, big bro, for coming in and starting your day with us as always. Uh, Miss Julie, good morning. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. Um, well, this morning is like um, 48 degrees here in Orlando. And for breakfast, I haven't had anything yet to eat for breakfast this morning. But I was reading on, I know you said that they were, um, started, I think the Black Month thing, how they are bombing the HBUC's college. I said in threats on the news today. Um, yeah, the HBCUs are receiving bomb threats, and I just that's what, that's what I was reading earlier today. But other than that, I probably might eat a cookie or something for breakfast by the time I walk down the road. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. See, and Julie, see, that's why I love Julie. Julie been coming in here since day one. She know what's coming next. Y'all know we always stay up on the news and hot topics. And Julie, you know, I was definitely going to mention that in our news and hot topics, especially by being Black History Man. And I was like, okay, so what is what is this tactic that it's trying to go on? And, you know, we spoke about it uh, last month. And I think January, when y'all trying to make me prophesy, and I was telling you, I was going to be some things that I seen coming, even though as it concerns like domestic threats and stuff like that. So we got to be prayerful, y'all, on just where we go, how we handle things, how we handle people. Like I even had to look up, uh, yeah, I do see it. I was even looking up on my prophecy because y'all know I told y'all I ain't prophesying nothing new because, you know what I'm saying, God is still making some things happen from last year. Like a lot of things would be a repeat. Well, even as I seen the little bomb threat that threat, Julie. I go back to look at the prophecy from last year concerning, like, even <laughs> when it's hit the winter storm and all these things we've been checking out since January and I say, oh, it's mentioned here in the word of God, too, for that. And this rainbow word. So I'm, I'm like, God, yeah, just continue to protect me, continue to protect our people, because I mean, y'all know people in this world is getting very evil and diabolical. And, you know, only thing we can do sometimes is continue to be a light, continue to pray against those type of things, because that don't make no sense. Like, it really don't make no sense. Um, let me throw it over my girl, Tashay. Tashay, long time no see. It's good to hear your voice. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Go ahead and check in with us. do 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 It's on you. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Um, it's good to be in the room. I started out my morning kind of um, sleepy. Um, had a little attitude because I didn't want to take my kids to school because I wanted to stay in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and went ahead, took the kids to school, and um, I was um, listening to some music or listening to, I was watching um uh, not watching I'm not gonna say I was watching and driving but um I was kind of um I had a cooking little show coming on while I was um driving my son to school and um 
then the song um came on uh uh hallelujah salvation and glory mm-hmm. honor and power unto the lord our god so that came on uh, while i was sitting in the line to take him to school so i started you know singing it and i had him start singing it and before i knew it y'all the Holy Ghost done hit the car. I done went in. <laughs> the baby, <laughs> the baby was sitting there like, oh shoot, I gotta get through the car line. These people gonna see my mama in here speaking in tongues. <laughs> and while they opened the door, he was looking at me like, Ma, you not gonna keep like and I saw him kind of look at me like, Ma, you gotta drive up so I can get out. So um I drove up and um Fortunately, the lady did not come to our car. She literally went to the other car, so he had to let himself out. So he just gave me a hug and a kiss, and he was just so excited. Like, my mom just totally, and he was excited (laughs) about it, y'all. That was the funny thing. Um, (laughs) He wanted to stay in the car with me because he he always talked about, I feel the spirit. So I just ended up, like I said, woke up this morning with an attitude because I didn't want to get up this morning. Because I wanted to sleep in a little bit more. But when I tell you I had a good Holy Ghost check this morning, right before I dropped my son off to school, and it felt good. And so right now I'm just kind of basking in that. The weather right now is really chilly. I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I think, I don't know if the TV was lying to me, but it said 39 degrees. And it might have been lying. But um, it's kind of chilly here in Charlotte. And um I did have breakfast. That's something me and my son do. So I kind of skipped over that part. I was so excited about uh, my experience this morning, but I did skip over that. So I take my son we and we go get a little breakfast sandwich at the QT up the street from my daughter's school. And then I take him to school. And so that was what I had this morning and some orange juice. And um, now I'm back in the bed and going to be in this room for a little bit and catch a couple of Z's before I got some work to do but thank you guys for having me love you prophet miss you too hey keith and julie thank you so much listen i'm the same way like i love getting caught up i love just getting caught up especially when you're in the pray. i be having to catch myself even when i'm out here because i will literally just go eat. look people was beeping at me and everything prophet i kept getting stopped at the lights and everything so i took it all the way home I'm telling you, it ain't nothing like a good stop like praise. I don't know. I don't care who you is. There ain't nothing. Like one of them praises that catch you in the um stoplight. Man, who was I listening to? Uh Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. That caught me at the stoplight one day, Tasha. Oh my God. I said, Lord, prepare me. Prepare me. I was just going in. <laughs> Listen, ain't nothing like them chronicle praises. I tell people all the time, sometimes you have to have those moments, Tasha, though, because, you know, when you're an adult and you have kids that you live with, you have husbands, wives, or relationships and stuff that you live with, sometimes you just can't get a moment by yourself. I watched this little family on TikTok called a ghetto family, and they had this little TikTok where the uh, kids were talking about how mama never get a break. She even going in the shower, and the kids trying to come in the bathroom, use the bathroom, talk to her, ask about certain things. And that is not a lie. 
I'm just, I believe it. My son does it. He's nine years old. And I was about to I was just about to go use the bathroom. And he come walking in the bathroom. I said, boy, if you I do I get some moments of myself? He said, I wanted to ask you a question. So that ain't no lie. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. And that's why I was like, it be a blessing when people can get into their mode by themselves and worship. Like people don't know there's normally always guests at my house because I'm always trying to you know, be open, be nice to people, open my home to people and stuff like that. But I tell people, there are times when, uh-uh, y'all can come over. Uh-uh, I don't need nobody over here today, this week, none of that, because I need my own home, my own time to myself, just me and God. And I'm telling you, when you're in a car sometimes, when you had a moment by yourself, which I'm telling you, the, the steering wheel become an altar real quick. I'm telling you, the steering wheel become an altar real quick. <laughs> but I definitely understand your plight, and I'm glad you were able to have that moment that fresh touch with god i tell people you need that at least once or twice a month come on now express it by yourself i know we all go to church and we had those moments in church and stuff like that but you need some of those moments me i try to get one of those moments daily i'm talking about for real for real i need a fresh touch daily i need a holy ghost speak daily <laughs> miss nita i'm throwing it over to you we're checking in this morning tell us what's for breakfast what's the weather and how you start your morning it's on you I thank God for today. Thank you so much for opening this room. I, I, you know, I just feel energized this morning. I've been up since about, I'd say 4.30. I already started my day. I had Bible study. I've paid my bills, did all that stuff, just had groceries delivered just in the last 20 minutes. And now I'm getting ready to like, do some work on some business things and I'm just so grateful and thankful and also that song that you played that took me back to my home church that took me that took me all the way back um <laughs> you know what I remember in my home church it would be so off the hook when the word of the Lord it wasn't even before like the pastor start preaching. It would start in Bible study and the Holy Ghost would just come on in like a mighty rushing wind. And everybody would be in their corner doing their thing with the Lord, the Lord talking to each person individually. And songs like that would just like, just cut the, like it would just be on. Like someone took a match and just threw it in the middle. <laughs> yes. I thank God, thank you. And, and the minute that song and I start hearing the words, I was like, oh man. And it'd be like David, like David, he wasn't ashamed to praise God. He was like, when he got the ark, he started dancing. Every few minutes he would stop and dance and then walk a little bit and dance again. And I was like, Lord, I feel that praise coming upon me. And the minute I heard the words to that song, it just took me back to a special place where it's just like, Lord, I don't care if my clothes are falling off. I don't care if I look wild and crazy. I just don't thank care. You. <laughs> right? I just want to praise the Lord. And I just hey. thank you so much for playing that. No problem. No problem. Listen, that's what I said. We're going to talk about love. We really got to worship. Because even as we go into tomorrow, yes, it's gonna it's all about worship. We gotta learn how to worship God and love on God before we we try to love on people because man, what is love? Like, come on now. Oh, thank you so much for coming in the room and being a blessing. <laughs> Prophet Kristen, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. Good morning. How you starting your morning? What's for breakfast? What's for breakfast? <laughs> 
Great morning, saints of the Most High. How y'all doing today? I pray everybody's well. It's a good morning. It's a God morning. And so that means it's a great morning. Um, it's, I'm actually moving a little behind today. Glory to God. The Lord allowed me to sleep in a little bit. Y'all ain't excited about Jesus. Y'all uh -uh. ain't excited about that. Huh? <laughs> he let me rest a little bit today, and I'm thanking for it. Uh, not really sure what the weather is outside, but I'm getting ready to get out there and find out. Um, definitely got to take care of some business. So, but God is good. I'm excited about what's going on here. I'm excited about the excitement. I'm excited about the young lady that's talked about David and the praising and how she just going to praise him a little bit, walk a little bit, and keep on praising him. I just really dare y'all to go on a thank you fit. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Come no on now. Come on now. Y'all a little too quiet. Y'all don't know nothing about no thank you fit. When you start thanking him for your life, help come on now. still quiet. When you start thanking him for just having the activity y'all still quiet. When Producer you start praying for breathing his air. Ah, y'all ain't saying nothing about But you're going to start when, something. Huh? Right. Producer praying. When you start oh, thanking him. Come on. Huh? Just because you got gas in your car, you got food Come in your cupboard. When you yes, start thanking him because you got bread in the in the kitchen, hallelujah. You got hot water, you got cold water, you even got heat. When you start thanking him for electricity, y'all ain't saying nothing to God in here. When you start thanking him for your enemies, I don't hear nobody talking here. When you start sending out thank you notes, thank you for lying. Thank you for talking about me. Thank you for scandalizing my I would that you would continue because the more you talk, the higher I go. All right, I'm getting ready to get off this. Get off this here, my hallelujah. Hey, because it was good for me that I was afflicted. Hallelujah. Oh, so that I will learn his statutes. All right, I'm going now. God bless you for 14 days of love, a lack of love in the church. We're going to talk about that mighty oh no i dare you to tell him thank you all right thank <laughs> you could have been me outdoors ah. <laughs> when ah but i thank you lord for all you done for me all right bye <laughs> listen <laughs> this man don't man don't come in doing that like that man come on now see now y'all got me i gotta get a good old praise in now See, I was going to keep it real light and keep it real air and worshipy on love. But when I just think about all the things that I've been through, when I think about me, it's the first of the month. And I can pay my bills on time. Ooh, I live by myself. I work for myself. And I can still pay my bills on time. Light bill, gas bill, water bill. Ooh, it's good that I serve a great and mighty God. When people say, I can, man, Christian, don't start nothing. Don't start a testifying service. When I right. think of the goodness of Jesus. Come on now. And all that is done for me. Hey, glory. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Oh, Lord, I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad I'm saved, huh? Come on now. Right. I know it's somewhere over there. I believe it's in Proverbs or some where the Bible declares that praise is calmly to the upright. Am I not lying? Am I not in a storm? <laughs> And it's just something about walking with God. It's just something about loving on God that make your praise sound a little bit bolder and a little bit stronger. <laughs> Christian, don't make me jump, man. That's why my neighbors be like, See, what you be doing I'm, say, I'm, I'm just going to shut up because I'm not going <laughs> to talk no more today. I'm just going to get this out. <laughs> but uh, I just want you to know this. 
because you you may not know it so i'm gonna tell everybody just in case you don't know it okay praise accelerates your victory come on now come oh, on now I'm, I'm just gonna oh, say god. that oh god see it accelerates your victory because your praise says it ain't here yet but i still thank you <laughs> your praise says i don't have it yet but i still thank you because i know it's coming hallelujah and then when you worship him you give him a surrendered yes all right bye y'all love you but I promise you, if you tell him thank you before the month is out, he going to work something spectacular out just for you. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. I believe February is going to be surprise miracles, and they're going to come in small packages. God bless. I receive it. I receive. Y'all finna get me started. Y'all finna get me started. Oh, my God. Y'all finna get me started. Listen. Listen, we got we got a whole hour of the show to go, and I gotta get a praise out real quick. Let's go ahead and get this tap out my feet real quick, and then we coming right back. <laughs> I gotta get my tap out. <laughs> yes, sir.
Listen here. If he's still shouting, that's some good work. That's some good
I had to stop. I had to bring us out of there. I had to bring us out of there. I'm sorry. Oh, glory, 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 glory to God. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but that's my practice. That's my performance for God. Every now and then, that's my act of love for God. Oh, my God. I don't know about y'all, but I had a moment. I'm in my house sweating. Oh, Pastor Charles, I had to have a moment with God. I had to have a moment with God. I had to give him some praise in advance. I had to give him some praise for everything. Listen, I got a word this morning. I told you I woke up in prayer. I had a time with God this morning. And I got a word from God this morning. Even as Christian came in and confirmed it, he was talking about how the praise speeds up the process. Oh, my God. And that was so interesting because God began to tell me, and I posted on Twitter earlier this morning. I said, this month will be a month of celebrate of uh, acceleration because you took the time to forgive, release, and be restored. God told me this morning, he says, he said the word of the day, a word for the month was forgiveness. Because as you begin to forgive, as you begin to release, as you begin to be restored, God says, I'm accelerating you. And I don't know who that word is for, but I claim it for myself. Because even as I begin to praise, God says, I'm accelerating you. Man, I don't know about y'all, but that praise just sped up my process. That spread it up. Uh, that praise just sped up my process. And I don't know about you guys, but I believe somebody in this room is going to be blessed. Somebody in this room is blessed. Oh, God, I feel grace. Oh, God, I feel his power. Lord, I feel his power. But I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to just speak it by faith that something is getting ready to happen miraculous over everybody under the sound of my voice. Something miraculous is getting ready to happen by the end of this week. I'm telling you, by the fifth day, by the fifth day of this month, the end of this week is Saturday. By Saturday, something miraculous is getting ready to happen. And I'm believing that for myself. Let's show Jesus Christ on the cross. Oh, I had to prophesy to myself because God loved me. That word was for me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. All right, I'm going to chill. We're going to bring it back down. I'm going to bring it back down. Hallelujah. I'm talking about literally sat down and praised for 11 minutes and 53 seconds. God, Jesus Christ. All right, y'all, we're back. We're back. We're back. I had to open the window. I had got hot. That's why I tell them I can't go live because I'm telling you, if I go live, I'd be in there sweating. I already got dredge. Y'all know I'd be hot. They haven't put my hand up on his head just so I can praise God some more. But welcome back, everybody, to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up every weekday morning with a little inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm having a fantastic time already. I've been up since about 3, 4 o'clock this morning. And, you know, sometimes throughout the day, you get a little fatigued. But I'm telling you, when I get on here, it's something about loving what I do. I tell people, I don't get on here and do this and get paid or nothing. I just love what I do, and I love the assignment and the call of God on my life. And that's why we have to talk about love on today. We ain't going to get into it just yet, but listen, when I tell you praise is an act of love for me, just like giving, just like worshiping. I believe those are three different things. I believe worship encompasses them all. If you really want to show God how much you love him, you got to perfect worship. You got to know how to worship. But you also got to know how to give because that was a form of worship. That was a form of obedience, just like even praise. Praise is a form of uh, showing that you love God. It's an act for God. Because truth be told, what else can you give him? You can't give him God nothing else besides your praise and your worship. You can Come on now. Think about it. When you give, Even when you're giving to God, God can't, ain't using that money in heaven. He ain't using the money in heaven. No, he's using it down here because you can only give him praise for that. They that worship him must, must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
my God, when I tell y'all that, that that praise and worship thing, as we get into love, we don't have to talk about it. Because I, don't, I know the Bible talks about how God so loved the world that he gave as a form of his love, as an act of love. He even gave, man. That's why I'm blessing somebody on today. I hope y'all cash app is in your um, bio because I'm just going to pick somebody randomly and I'm just going to sow. That's just how I believe. And I pray that everybody can, you know, I want to challenge everybody to do that same thing. I'm not somebody who, you know, challenges people to give and stuff like that too often because I believe if you're going to give, you're going to give. But I want to challenge somebody on today, even just in this moment, to pick somebody on stage, even your local church, and just sow $20 into them. I'm just saying, that's just something that I do on Tuesdays. I love being a blessing to people. And even in this moment, I just had to throw that out there because I just love loving on God, giving God praise, giving his people blessings and offerings and showing into his people and just, you know, being a good person because that's what I think this world needs. Even as we talk about love on today, I think that's what we need. The scripture of the day, uh, Prophet Christian, scripture of the day was First uh, Corinthians thirteen. How can you prophesy and not have love? How can you how can you give and do all this other stuff but not have love? Cause you're nothing if you don't like. And we as people, or me for example, at least, I don't want to just say I can prophesy and not have love in my heart. That's why I tell people all the time: if I know my heart ain't right, well, I can love on people the right way. I'll stop prophesying before I even keep. No, 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 no. I can. The Bible says even when you give an offer. If you have unforgiveness in your heart for your brother, guess what? You can't give. He said, put your offering down and go back and, and ask for forgiveness and, and restore that before you even give an offer because your offer ain't going to be no good. So in this season of my life, I ain't, I'm, I, whoo, God, make sure my heart right. That's what the old folks used to say. Baby, just make sure your heart right. Amen. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to come on up out of here. I'm going to let Pastor Charles check in this morning. Pastor Charles, how you doing this morning? How you starting your morning off? What's for breakfast? What's the weather? Yeah, good morning. Uh, I have no clue what the weather is. I have none. I don't have any clue. So I'm not just waking up. I uh, just got a text from one of my elders at the church. And he's asked me, he said, I got a couple hours. Do you want to get up and go to breakfast? I was just texting him, telling him, uh, yeah, I'm just getting up. So let me get myself together. So I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast, but I have a feeling it's going to be something like either it's going to be IHOP or it's going to be uh, Cracker Barrel or something like that. And I'll take this time to uh, talk with him. Um, he's one of my elders, the kind that that um, helps you dream. And I can come up with something this far fetched, like you know, hey, I believe. But let's 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 open up a second campus, and he'll be right there, just starting to plan, you know. And I, I'm so so thankful to have somebody in my life like that that doesn't just squash and say, "Oh, you can't do that. Forget it, Pastor. We ain't learned master this yet." You know, you know, something like that. So I'm glad to hear right. that. But this is a great day. It's a great day. Um, uh, my one question, who was that, that, who was that, that you played? My God, today. I was talking about that last joint when we was just jumping. <laughs> That's Corey Mickey. That's Corey Mickey. The name of that one was called Overflow. It's called Overflow by Corey Mickey. Hold on. Don't play it again now. <laughs> but yeah, Pastor Charles, you got to go look that up. That is a powerful My word. God. That man. You said Corey, yeah, Corey Mickey, Mickey or Mickey? Yep. Mickey, okay. Corey Mickey, K-O-R-E-Y-M-I-C-K-I-E. Yeah, definitely go check his stuff out. I even played one of his um one of his joints this morning 
um, even as we came in. I think it was called the Crowd Desperation, and it's a prophetic joint. A lot of his like music and stuff is like real prophetic, real praise, real worship. And that's what, you know, most of the time I love, you know, the, the mainstream gospel and stuff like that. But sometimes I love good praise and worship leaders that just know how to take people in. You know what I'm saying? It's just like live recorder type of stuff. So, yeah, that's how some of his music is. It's real dope. It's real dope. Whew. Yeah. My God today. Listen, it is the first of the month, y'all. It's the first of the month. And the time now is 9.15, 9.17, actually. Um, but y'all know, right about 9.15 every day for the next 28 days, I want to do a Black history segment, or just a moment of Black history, um, only because I believe in honoring our people. Um, and if you guys want to take advantage of taking over that segment one day, please feel free to back channel me. Any of my normal moderators and people who are on the stage and stuff like that, feel free to back channel me if you guys want to participate participate in that because truth be told y'all know we get on here and we talk news we talk hot topics we talk church we talk laughing funny but i also want to continue to talk education and continue to make sure that we're making our people aware because like i told like we say all the time in this room let's not keep a bible in one hand and not keep a newspaper or a history book in the other hand so yeah if you would if you guys would ptr ptr if you'll pull to her first, that is my actual personal, one of my personal mentors, one of my actual mentors. Her name is Cheyenne Webb Christberg, and she's actually known as one of Dr. King's youngest freedom fighters. Um, even when they marched on Bloody Sunday um, in March 17, 1965, she was one of those people who were actually marching with them at nine years old. I think it was like eight or nine, she was like eight or nine years old. And she marched with them across the um, Edmund Pettus Bridge from Selma to Montgomery. Um, she even has a whole movie based off of her um, entitled Selma Lord Selma. If you go look that up, it's played by, um, what is that girl name? Oh my gosh. She plays in a lot of stuff now. She's very known now, um, but I can't think of her name. Um, I think she's, what is it? Journey Smollett. That's what it is. Journey Smollett. She actually plays uh, my mentor in the movie. In the, in the movie, it talks about the struggle that they had back in Selma during that time and, you know, all the issues that were going about even amongst schools and the Black community. And it was just a pleasure. When I got to college, I went to college at um, Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. And that's where I had the privilege of uh, meeting Miss um, Kreisberg. She had an organization called Keep Productions, Keep Educating and Entertaining People. And it was basically built off empowering people through the media, through activism. She's still a social social activist till this day. Um, she's met with Oprah, Tyler Perry. She's uh, produced a, a lot of things. She's written children's books. She's still a public uh, speaker now. And like I said, my time under her personally was impactful and powerful. A lot of things that I know to this day, I do to this day. She has helped me establish the reason why I have the Limitless Alliance and have my business and it's still thriving is because of her. She taught me how to work off word of mouth. She taught me how to do certain public speaking things. Even when it came to me taking my modeling career to another level when I went to Alabama State, she played a major part in that. So even when I think of Black History Month, I think of her because she's someone that I've met personally and directly who is still fighting for the Black community. Every uh, every year when they do the um, anniversary for Bloody Sunday, she is right there on the front line and has been on the front line for years with um, Terry Sewell, which is the congresswoman for uh, Alabama, Barack Obama, she's met and walked the Edmund Pettus Bridge with her and Obama's um, wife, Michelle. So it is really just powerful. It is just really 
powerful and influential to me as a young black man to see this young or to see this lady as a young freedom fighter, as a young person, nine years old, trying to make an impact in her community and still doing it till this day. I think Miss Kreisberg is in her 60s and still kicking it, producing. Like I'm even working on some things right now with Keep uh, because they're doing their anniversary, I think the 50 year anniversary or 40 year anniversary this year. And we're going back to celebrate some homage and you know, just give her you know, some respect because Truth be told, that is very, very impactful for a young man like me because we don't see too many people making history in that way nowadays. Most of the people who we see making black history is doing it from, you know, sports, basketball, and all this other stuff. But back when I grew up, as a young kid and we studied Black History Month, we studied the Black inventors that we had, the Black doctors that we had, the Black people that actually changed the world and changed industries for Black people. And although, Black history is kind of tainted nowadays. You know what I'm saying? I still believe we have people that will really be uh, game changers and history makers in the world. So that's my black history moment for today. That is my black history moment for today. I told y'all every day I'm going to bring out somebody new, but I had to honor somebody in black history who was a personal impact to my life. And I'm talking about nine years old, little and strong in her spirit, just as she is today, sitting with Dr. Martin Luther King, trying her best to be all that she can be and when i tell you that continues to make me fight they used to tell me at nine and ten years old i had a mic in my hand because god knew that god was gonna call me to preach and prophesy and all this other stuff eventually i end up putting a brush in my hand and had that more than anything because i just thought i was so cute but you know nowadays i'm getting back to that calling because i believe at an early age god revealed to me my purpose and my passion and all the other stuff so hey she's somebody that really 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 means a lot to me so I definitely wanted to share that. But now that we're coming back to the show, since it is the first of the month, Pastor Charles, Prophet Christian, before we get into this love and stuff thing, I want to really know what God is saying to y'all for the month. I know every every January, well, not every January 1st, every first of the month, I normally try to take the time to get my budget together. I try to take the time to try to write out my bills. I don't know who said it earlier, but I think it was Miss Nita that said it earlier. But every month, like I take the time to try to get my bills together, write out my budget and stuff like that. But I want to know, do people, do y'all still do that? Do y'all still, Pastor Charles, y'all still sit down at the table and write y'all bills out every month or put a budget in place every month? I don't. Uh, when I say I don't, um, I have I use my uh, my checkbook on my computer. Okay. And I kind of already know what's kind of coming out. So I've kind of already got a regimen of things. Some things already come out automatically. Um, so I don't necessarily worry about it. Um, I think the more budget that I do is more more for the church right now and trying to, you know, structure mine where it kind of does what it's supposed to do. The only thing I really worry, I'm not really worried, I wouldn't use, use that word. What I deal with mostly is making sure my tithe come out because that's something that I physically do. Okay. I go in and I, you know, make sure that I give my tithe. But other than that, the rest of it is, uh, you know, the rest of it comes out or whatever. Um, I have some different bills that that um, just, you know, at, in terms of budgetary, I'm not getting any more money at the moment. So um, I just take what I have and budget it. It's already been, you know, kind of put it together and paying these bills off. And I'm believing God that when it goes off, then I just go ahead and put that rest of that in savings. So that's about it. 
Okay, okay. See, and that's why I really want to have a quick conversation, even before we go into the ten o'clock hour. I want to have a quick conversation about how people start their 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 like their month off with their funds because you know, oftentimes in February we oftentimes we have to deal with you know tax season. We have to deal with tax time, doing your taxes, getting your money together, and you know, we even said that sometimes during this month we may even do a financial literacy literacy type of a week or something like that. So I really want to have a question of how do or because you said you use a computer checkbook yes sir yes sir um it's like a quick books it's not quick okay. books but it's quicken i guess i think it's out of it's i don't know if they're even making it anymore i think they're just doing some updates on it but yeah um it's actually it's new um quicken and i've just gotten used to that and you know i could download my statements and kind of do what i need to do to kind of keep things in order that's about it but in terms of budgetary um like i said i really haven't gotten a raise in a minute so I just, you know, take what I have and work with it. Definitely. I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. But how do you, does anybody in here set up a budget for their month? I do. I set up a budget. How do you set your budget up, Miss Anita? First thing I do is I give um his first fruits. I give him first fruits. That's why I wake up so early. So when it hits, he gets paid before anybody else. And then the next thing I do is I say, Lord, help me with this. Because like before the month starts, I start looking at what I have to make sure that I pay. I have things that I pay consistently, but then there are other things that like just come up because I run a business and I'm bootstrapping. So I have to be mindful. If I have a model I need to pay, I make arrangements with them. I give them a down payment before we actually do the shoot. And then once they come to the shoot, then they get the other half and photographers and different things. So I'm always mindful of like, okay, this is how I'm going to work out the month. This is how this is going to go. I have this much amount for food. This is how I'm going to order it. So I order it in advance. And I, I was just thinking um, with regards to food, I don't want to run out. So what I end up doing is the Lord put it on my heart. He said, why don't you just order like two weeks in the very beginning and then the last two weeks, you make an order and the money's already come out for the last two weeks. So I order in advance and I have the delivery come at a later date. That's a good idea. I didn't think you could do that. That's a smart idea for food because oftentimes when I'm placing my budget in um, place, of course, you know, I do my rent, I do my bills, uh, any insurances and stuff like that. Of course, I try to go ahead and put them in and I schedule, I'll schedule certain payments because, you know, my grandma taught me back in the day that, you know, you'll try to. I guess she used to write checks back in the day. You know, back in the day, they'll sit down at the table on the first Sunday or the, you know, first first of the month, and they'll write out checks. But then instead of, um, I guess, having the checks cash, you know, when the companies got them, they would post-date the checks. You know what I'm talking about, Pastor Charles? When they, right, when they'll get the checks, and then they'll put the checks in the mail. But by the time the check got there, they probably wouldn't have the money in the account or another check they went through or they were trying to schedule their payment. So they would post-date the check. Well, nowadays, me as a young guy, and I learned from my grandma, she told me, okay, well, just go ahead and schedule your payments. Have it draft out a certain account or take off certain cards when you know the money would be available. So if you know you get 
getting paid every Friday, if you know you getting paid every two weeks, go ahead this month or today, you know what I'm saying, or tomorrow, go ahead and say, oh, well, let me go ahead and schedule my cell phone payments and installments so it can take out $50 on the 11th and then another $50 on the 21st, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. And then even with, you know, your small bills, I tell them, hey, go ahead and start paying $20 a week on certain small bills or $10 a week on certain small bills. That way you wouldn't have to worry about it come the end of the year when it's time to go uh, Black Friday shopping and Christmas shopping and all the other stuff. Why? Because you just took that time in the beginning of the year to go ahead and, and you know, put up a system or put up a plan so you can know how to budget. I think one of the biggest problems, though, with budgeting, Miss Nee, you can probably tell me, um, but I believe one of the biggest problems about budgeting, oh, just that finger back in. One of the biggest problems without uh, about budgeting is most people don't have a template or most people don't have a, uh, I guess a metric of how to, to, to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. How did you learn how to well, budget? I'll be, it, oh, okay, go no, ahead. no, go Christian. I'm sorry. I ain't even see you take your mic off mute. So, you know, you don't have a template, right? Or you may have a template or you may develop one. But one thing you do know is who you got to pay. You get quiet right there. Uh, you know who you got to pay and you know what's coming in. So, you know, when I tell people that need budgets is, first of all, how often do you get paid? Are you a monthly person? Do you get paid bi-weekly? Or do you get paid weekly? Okay. Once we establish that, then what is it that you do pay out? Once we establish that, then now we see what your overhead is, what you got left over, or what you're short. So now we have to develop, okay, so what you're going to do to make sure that you're not short? Right. So there's some things and some strategies that have to come into play, but it's all about watch this, your habits. You have to watch your habits. Um, and you also have to make sure that you're not spending money you really don't have. And I'll stop right there. Yes, he is 100% right on that. Um, that's actually one of the hardest things because with entrepreneurship, it's like you have your money, yeah. then you have to budget the business. You're like, man, how do I make them come together? And that is like one of the hardest parts. Like um, even for product development, you have to budget in the materials just to make the prototype. So it really is asking God for wisdom. There is an app, though, that I did find, and the Lord just put it on my heart. It actually teaches you financial management, and it actually teaches you different pieces of financial management. I learned a little bit about or a lot about credit. I worked for a company, and they took things off of the credit report, and I had to teach people about credit every day. So I had to learn a whole new viewpoint of like what a FICO score is. Why is it different from a credit score? And then also right. interest rates. 
how to get your credit up. And so I had to learn all of those things. And they were saying, if you have like a, a credit card, you only use up to 30%. If you don't go over 30%, that's the max you can spend out of the whole balance. And you have to pay it. And so it makes you look at money differently because money, money answers all things, right? But at the same time, it's the wisdom and how to manage it. That really does come from the Lord. That's good. And the Nita, um, you, you need to use other people's money. You need to be applying for grants. Not certain what the issue is, but you need some grant money. Stop spending your money on your stuff. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to God. <laughs> Come on, Christian. <laughs> Amen. You know what? Because been... Nita, let me tell you something. And I, I need to I need to say this to you. Because you pay your tithe and you pay your offering. And there is a governmental funding system that God put in place for the righteous. Okay, you don't believe me? That's why he says the wealth of the wicked is laid Adar over Osha is laid up for who? The righteous. I'm not saying you're going to go out here and get the drug dealer's money. What I'm saying is God got a system already made up for you. Oh God. I believe you just got to tap into it. You got to tap into it now. Go on and get that grant money and stop using your coin. Amen. I believe we receive right. that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Christian got me over here checking accounts and emails and stuff because when I tell you, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get all the monies. But at the same time, one thing I've learned about the people is we got to stop trying to say we going to get money. We want to get money, but then not know how to spend our money. That's why I tell people all the time. Uh-oh. Well, let me say this. Let, 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 let me say this in that moment, in this moment, okay? Uh-huh. God, if he can't trust you with 2000 he ain't going to give you 200000 oh. Hold on, say it again so, so I can get a clip. So, so the, truth, the truth of the matter is, you got to know how to be a good steward over just paying your bills on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the Lord can expand you and enlarge your territory because he can trust you with more. He can trust that you still gonna love him like you say you do. And you're not gonna leave him when he bless you with a million dollars. Oh, they done got quiet in this Presbyterian <laughs> Christy, you right about it. And look, let me ask this question because this is something that I've been taught and I tell people this all the time. I tell them, if you're just trying to get in ministry and you're not financially stable yourself, don't get in ministry, period. I'm just saying, that's me. That's just me. I, did, I, I believe that, especially if you're in leadership in ministry. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh. <laughs> Oftentimes when the call comes, they're not really <laughs> that stable uh, to do it full time. So Fact. they still work a job. Fact. Preferably they just have a job, you know, Fact. that they can still work until the Lord shifts. But, you know, God calls people in different situations and different circumstances um, for several different reasons. Um, I, you know, we don't have the mind of Christ. We want to have the mind of Christ. So, you know, we profess to have that daily. And God, let, you, let this mind be in me, which is also in Christ Jesus. So, you know, 
we profess those things daily. So we want to think like him, but his thoughts are higher than ours. So we can't really get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when he do things like that, he calls certain folks into ministry and he called people to do certain things. Oftentimes they just have the skill set, but they may not have the backing or the support. But right. that's when the other people come in place because you were called as the tribe of Zebulun. Let me teach you here real quick. Because if you're called as the tribe of Zebulun, you're a funder of the kingdom. Come on. Y'all ain't saying nothing to God. So come if on. you're a funder of the kingdom and he calls somebody like Pastor Charles Reed to lead uh, uh, your ministry and you are in there, that means your checkbook is writing the check. Y'all ain't saying nothing to God. But just because you don't like the way Charles Reed uh, corrected your behind, your checkbook just got closed. I don't understand. <laughs> I got to go home. I, I, let, let me go. That's always, always cutting up in here. I don't know why y'all let me talk, but I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> you right. That's how I be most of the time. Most of the people ain't going to give the minute they're offended. <laughs> but then how do you still teach people to be a good steward over there? Because, I mean, come on now. You know, offense control these people. You know they love money. That's why we're going to talk about it even more this, this month. But, but here, it is. Here, it is. here it is. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. So if you love it, okay, then you're going to start seeing evil come in your life, in all facets of your life. Thanks. It's going to come. But you got to do what God says. It's the principle of God. Mm -hmm. It's the principle. You make it 100 grand a year, and you only paid your tithes a thousand dollars at the end. The report is a thousand. Now you know that's off. Out of a hundred percent. So the truth of the matter is, people got to get back to the principles. Paying your real tenth. Hello. First of all, it don't even belong to you. That's what the Bible say. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, let me shut up again. All right. But will a man rob God? Oh, okay. Ain't nothing but thieves and robbers. Ain't nothing but Sandbilling and Tobias in the ministry. But y'all better get that spirit out of there. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Kristen, truth be told, I teach you supposed to get more than you supposed to get more than the tenth. Technically. technically. That's that's your will. But the tenth is what mm. you owe. That's your bill. See, I teach more than that. You gotta get your more than tenth is your bill. bill. So you got people struggling to give the tip because they got a light bill. True. That's so you got to teach them how to develop a strategy and a plan. But if you don't know how to budget your money, how can you teach somebody else a strategy? All right. I'm going on mute again. Well, I know how to budget mine. That's what I'm trying talking to the people now. Because truth be told, this, this is the problem that we keep having with people. People don't know how to budget their money. So we have to learn how to get back to teaching the people, hey, you have to budget your money. I tell people all the time, there's a whole system that I have with building a template, building a space. Like every month, I write mine down out on paper just so I can know, even with my calendar. I put, hey, this bill coming out this day, this bill coming out this day, this bill coming out this day. Because truth be told, I was one of those type of people, I hated auto draft because my account stayed into the negative. It stayed negative. 
But now, you know what I'm saying? My account is ne never in the negative because I know which bills coming out. I know how to schedule my bills for they come out. And then what Christian was saying earlier, you got to know how uh, how to manage that extra spending. That's what's wrong with a lot of people. They don't know how to manage that extra spending and think, okay, well, just because I got the money, I can just do willy-nilly with it. What you be told, yeah, that's that goes back to not being a good steward over your money. Here's where here's where the money is. You ready? Here's where the deficit comes in the budget. Y'all ready? I'm gonna shout it out. Y'all gonna scorn me for it, but I don't care. Go ahead, sir. It's at the fast food restaurant. Are we? It's at the Outback. It's at McDonald's. It's at Burger King. It's, it's at Olive Garden. Garden. It's at all these restaurants that you go out to eat with come on, come on. all throughout the week. You are paying a whole cell phone bill, electric bill, half of a car payment, an insurance monthly payment in fast food because you don't want to cook at the house because you're lazy. Come on. Go cook. Go cook. You 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 rushing out the house so you you can't cook can't do no breakfast so you got to stop there that's ten dollars for breakfast <laughs> then then your lunch break you didn't prepare no sandwich meat so you, you don't like <laughs> sandwich meat so, <laughs> so you gotta go you gotta order you gotta order lunch that's fifteen twenty dollars <laughs> and then for dinner you don't you don't have too many meetings you just can't take it you ain't you ain't gonna cook nothing. <laughs> All right, so that's another $20. That's $50 a day. Y'all ain't saying nothing to God. But I promise you, if you comb through your budget, that's where you're going to find your money. Come on. Yeah. And don't and don't have a habit on top of that. Oh, God. Oh, we God. Can't talk, we can't talk about habits, Prophet Tactical, because the saints of God, they don't smoke, liar. They don't drink, liar. They don't smoke weed, liar. <laughs> they don't have subscriptions. They don't have oh, drug God. addictions. They don't go and get prescribed medication over the counter because they got you. You a liar. You better preach, prophet. Get delivered. But if I mean, if we're gonna talk about budget, we got to be honest and we got to talk about it all. But that's mm -hmm. where the money is. Right. You're Half right. your check is in eating out and feeding your habit. Mm -hmm. If you go through your that's bank why you, you'll see it. And that's why you can't give that young man on the corner. Or that young lady on the corner, no Come on now. because you done spent it on your habit. Mm -hmm. Or you need your pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Or your cigarellos, whatever they call, because you got some black. That's It's that kush. Yeah. That's what it is. That kush, that skunk is what my mama and them used to call it. Oh, we. That garden. Uh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I'm just geez. saying, come come through your budget, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people all the time, especially when I do my budget. I look at my uh monthly statement. I look at my bank statement. I think I asked y'all that on here one time. Do y'all look at y'all bank statement? Because I look at my bank statements every month because that helps me manage my budget, Listen. especially as Especially when I'm trying to transfer money into my account because as a small business owner, of course, I want to make sure that my business is accumulating money on its own. But then I'm also trying to put money over there, but I don't want to be, you know, accessing and whatnot. So I look at my monthly budget. I mean, my monthly um, bank statement every month because it's going to tell me how much was the deposited, how much was spent on what day, when. And if people start getting back to the point where they look at that bank statement, then they can see where they're spending all their money. 
listen, it was not until I went through my bank statements and I just started my new budget for the year. But when I went through my bank statements, I have this app called Truebill on my um phone. Mm. And it tells you like the percentage of money you spent, like it'll say like you spent forty three percent more than last right. week or you spent forty three percent less. So I was one of those type of people I used to, you know, eat out quite a bit because it was convenient. So when I started going through my budget and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna go eat out no more. I'm just gonna cook or do meal prep. So since I've done that, my app says you have spent, and it was almost shameful. It said you have spent, I think it says seventy five percent less than what you did for the last two weeks, and then it started saying you spent almost eighty five percent less than what you did for the last two weeks because all your money goes towards you know you're trying to be convenient and you don't realize them two dollars, three dollars, dollar yeah. menu stuff, all that stuff adds up, and yeah. then on top of that you got to put gas. So you know if you just limit where you go limit how much you eat out, you will save a significant amount of money. You will start to see your, and my savings have started growing um, already yep. just by just being at home. Being at so, home, yep. My yeah, so yep. that's stuff that we rather, we have to look at. You got to look at the hard truth because some of us, we don't believe that it's a problem, but until you sit there and face it and look at it, you realize that there's some stuff that you're doing that is eating into your budget. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to go through these stuff so we will know where our money is going. Sometimes it's not that God didn't send the overflow. It's that we don't know how to manage what he said. Yes. That's I told the Lord that I was tired of having a gut. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He said, comb through the budget. (laughs) Keith, he said, comb through the budget. I start seeing biscuit bill. I start seeing uh, (laughs) Panera and all these other places. I said, dude, you better get in that kitchen or get you a protein shake and exit all of that. And then my gut start disappearing. I'm trying to tell y'all everything is tied in money. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Okay, proper tactical. Go ahead. Let me share that. I want to just add in that department, uh, if you change your company, you change your currency. Oh, that's good. No, come back, proper tactical. Come back, graphic tactical. No, no. I mean, we, we got to really think about it. You change the people you around, okay? Um, then you change. The, um, I, I I I found this out the hard way because I do bodyguard work for celebrities and those that are millionaires, and I realized a few things is that they accept certain meetings with people based on how much they make a year. I didn't I never realized that until he told me. Sir. I'm not answering the phone for him. He makes 40000 less than me. What does he got to tell me? I want to hang out with those. He said, I want to hang out with those on with the black cars because they're going to throw me alone on purpose. Oh, that's good. Then he looked at me. He said, you see, you see, Ken, or what's your name? Agent Webb, whatever your name. I'm calling you Ken. You hang with me. My buddies are going to automatically give you a mansion or a house because they want to say that they hang out with a black guy with a mansion. So if you change your company, then you change your currency. And he blew my mind. Yo, that is crazy. I'm finna tweet that, bro. I'm finna tweet that because that is so powerful. And I've heard people say that as well. When you start hanging around different groups of people, your currency come up. Your your money come up. You start looking at money differently. Even, man, come on now. Come on now. Pastor Charles, you want to jump in?
I seen somebody tap their mic. Who wants to jump in right there? Oh, Chris. Well, let me say this, too. That was, that was oh, me. Go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah, No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm actually ready to get out to my friends, so I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. But thank you so much. It's great, great conversation, though. Also, when when you when you when you are budgeting, this this is this is what really gets people, okay? Because number one, there are several components that you must handle. Okay, you have to ex- you have to handle your expenditures. That's you, you know you're just gonna handle that, right? These are your expenses. You're definitely gonna handle it. But I don't care how often you get paid, you got to pay yourself. Saints is quiet. Come Kelly on, saying nothing. That's good. Kelly say- I don't care if you go buy yourself a pair of socks. You need to do something for you every time you get compensated simply because you were the one that put in the work for that compensation. That's good. Don't neglect you in the budget. That's good. So that that's another place. And then you have to accumulate a certain amount of savings. Because there's something called a rainy day. There's something called, oh my God, this is an out of... This is an expense I never expected. Something always unexpectedly happens. Increment weather. Come on here. Come on. And so, <laughs> and so when when these things happen, we get into panic mode because we have no savings. McDonald's got all our money. Right. You know, these fat these restaurants, they got all our money. There's nothing in the savings. There's nothing in the kitty. And so now this emergency, refrigerator, car, whatever, it's happened unto you. Now you're looking to try to see who can help you now. Mm. And the people you reach out to help you, they didn't have no savings either. So they're they're in a rut. And then your credit is shot. So then now you can't really put anything on credit. And so now what are you going to do? Right. Now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and you're always playing catch up. Wow. So if you prepare before the war, That's good. you won't be caught off guard. So preparation is always necessary and you always have to look at the lump sum that comes in, look at what is it that you are living, how you living. Your lifestyle might be too high for how much you make. Right. That's good. And if you living above your means, you better humble yourself and come on back down. Right. Do what you got to do until you can do better. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So those are my last little points for budget. No, that's good. That's good. Because I feel like we have to position ourselves right. Here we are a month later. And most people going to go ahead. They're going to try to file their taxes and all this other stuff. And the first thing they spend their taxes on, stuff for themselves. And I get it. Because just like you said, every time you get paid, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and do something for yourself. But when you have that extra money and you know that's coming from the government, they taking it back out and all that other stuff, that's the time when you go ahead and start paying bills off. That's the time when you go ahead and start putting money away and putting money in certain places so you don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul. Especially, like, come on now. We see it every year. Somebody get their taxes. They getting $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 back in taxes and all that other stuff and still blowing their money. And come April, come May, here you is broke struggling come the summer you trying to worry about how you gonna get school clothes and do all this other stuff when truth be told you know you got that big old blessing in, in march you got that big old uh tax refund check that you just want to squander away uh-uh start putting your budget in nah, bro i gotta get i gotta get that that 2020 i gotta nah. get that 2022 
because <laughs> I always wanted it. So no. I'm gonna have it. You're gonna see my 30 day tags, and well, here comes April, and it's gonna be repossessed right. because I purchased something that I cannot handle. Mm-hmm. I exactly. can't handle it outside of my tax refund check, but I purchased it because I had the money. Right. That don't make no goddamn sense. So it ain't about a come up. It's about can you can you withstand the come up? Right. I'm just saying. Like most people don't understand, if you're going to go ahead and do that, make sure you're making that money already so you can prepare. Make sure you're making, you trying to add a what? A $200 car note plus a $200 insurance. You're trying to add $400, $500 to your monthly expenses because we get, we forgot gas. So that's probably another $100 a month or a week. So you're trying to add another $600 to your monthly expenses for the Gosh. next 12 months when you haven't even thought about, like, come on now, bruh. Don't Car insurance before coverage, excuse me. What you say, Zach? Don't forget car insurance before coverage. Right. I'm talking about car insurance too. So that's a whole yeah, whole six hundred, seven hundred dollars that you add to your budget a month only because you got an extra seven thousand dollars in one month, or because you got an extra five thousand dollars in one month. And then half of that you put on your down payment or your insurance. You bought you some clothes from floor mats and all that other stuff. So you can put a whole five thousand dollars down on the car when you still got another what's the calculations on that? Hold on. What we said seven hundred times twelve. When you got a whole another eight thousand dollars worth of debt that you gotta pay. That's stupid. That is so stupid. <laughs> but hey, people do that. And that's what I'm trying to tell my generation. Hey, we got to get better at how we're managing our expenses and how we're doing stuff. I understand, bro, that you got it, that you get paid X, Y, and Z in two weeks. But that don't mean you got to go out every weekend. That don't mean you got to spend $50 on the hat. Because come on, bro, you got to think about it. You love your haircut. Your haircut $50. You get a haircut in two weeks. But then you want to go out every weekend. So you spend... Like, come on now, you get you get paid on Friday, your money going on Monday, and then you need help on Wednesday. No, bro, that ain't king like that ain't king like. Come on now, and you see why girls be talking about you, and she tell me something she want the money with a man, a man with the money, and all this other stuff. Bro, you got the money, you just gotta learn how to manage it the right way. I tell any of my young guys that you got the money because these girls out here want want a man with some money. Truth be told. They want a man with some money. And, bro, you out here working. You got a side business. You got a job. All the other good stuff. But the problem is when you don't know how to utilize that money. <clears throat> when you don't got your budget in place and all that other stuff and blase, blase, then guess what? It becomes hard for you to manage that. It becomes hard for you to see what the next move is, which is why come the 15th or the 23rd, you scared and scrambling about rent for next month when truth be told. No, you should have had that in the bank by the 15th, probably. You know what I'm saying? At least I do. I'm going to have mine in the bank before the end of the month. So, yeah, I think we really got to get back into teaching our kids financial literacy, teaching people. Because, I mean, I ain't going to do it here. I'm scanning the room. Okay, cool. The clear people do it. Clear people do it. I ain't no shade. But there are Caucasian people that they're going to teach their kids how to inherit. They're going to teach their kids how to make money. They're going to teach, teach their kids how to do the right thing financially. See, I'm Keith. That true bills that you had on your phone, I'm, 
I ain't get with Tribius. I end up getting with Dave, and Dave does the same thing. Dave helps you monitor your money. Even if you need a loan, Dave going to be like, okay, well, hey, we'll spot you $75, but we're going to charge our interest. We're going to take some out, whoop, 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 but we also going to try to help you manage that because we don't need you coming to us every week trying to get you $75 because you ain't managed your money right. Like, no, no, no. Well, so now that you shifted the conversation a little bit here, and we have to talk about setting up things and putting things in place, because since you started talking about the clear folks, the clear folks have insurance policies set up. All right. So that when there's a transition, there's a hefty, oh God. Our problem, we don't even have 10 grand to bury ourselves, let alone our children. So oh, you see, that's good. It's, a, it's an insurance thing. That's also a part of your budget. Right. Oh, yep. okay. That's, let me good. that's good. That's good. And low key, when you get life insurance early, I think mean, I was like $23. Like <laughs> when you get it early, it doesn't even cost that much. And then Some if you have a policy about- also a cure interest. Right. As they go, and if you have, you know, term or whole life, you know, you choose. Um, but the term policy locks you in for a lifetime, and then you can extend it, um, and different things of those nature. Versus whole life, of course. I mean, I know this is not an insurance class, but when you have knowledge, you know, you have to kind of share because some people don't have the knowledge. But you know, that uh, whole life, um, you know, it's nice, and you can get some perks. Um, off of it as well, but you pay more and then it actually depreciates as the years go by. So you want to make sure that you understand the difference and make sure that you understand which one you want to get and which one is most um, durable for your budget and also set it up so that when they, when you leave a transition or whoever your beneficiaries are, that they, they actually can bury you and still live. You know what I mean? It's imperative that you are a blessing and not a burden and i'm gonna stop talking right there no that's good that's good we have to learn how to do that because i mean that's biblical we gotta leave an inheritance not leave our people in debt that's why so many black communities and some (laughs) i won't say so many but that's why some black communities start off in that position and some of them can never get out of their own cities their own local communities and stuff like that because their family has left them in debt they have left them in that poverty so yeah i definitely want to encourage everybody to um look it up i mean i used to sell life insurance back in the day for liberty national when i lived in alabama so kristen i'm definitely hit with you even even if even if you got to get an accidental policy like go ahead and get your folks something so they'll be covered. I know certain companies like Liberty National um back then will give out like a limited or free accidental policy. I think you can get an accidental policy for like three thousand dollars with Liberty Net and like a dollar something like that. So I mean it's really something to check into, especially when you know, hey, you trying to build for the long run. Can I tell you also, uh, since I'm here, and since y'all mentioned insurance. Please go ahead and get it while you're young and you are healthy. Yes. Please do it now before any other ailments and all these other things can mm-hmm. come because uh, what ends up happening, someone who is 50 years old and they find out you have high blood pressure yep. or you have other things that are going on in your body, it costs you much more just to mm-hmm. get a little bit of money. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing is, is if you can't afford whole life, which pays you, 
at some point. It's you be like putting it into a savings it's kind of thing. If you can't afford whole life. It's ten a.m. Uh, if you can't afford whole life, get uh, get uh, the other. Term. Plan. What is the other kind? Uh, plan, uh, Term. Say, yeah, term, term, term. Yeah, get term, get some term, get something so that God forbid if anything happens and let it, you know, it may go about 10 years. It depends on what how long the term is, but usually yeah. it's about 10. Um, but you can, if you got it, um, even term, usually if you got a good insurance agent, they will help you to turn it over into whole yeah. life. Because mm-hmm. so, you can convert yeah. it after so long. Yeah. Yeah. So God forbid if I die today, if I die today, there would be um, some monies for my wife. She could pay the house off, which I noticed what she want, really wants to do. She could pay the house off and uh, take care of some things for herself. And and I'm having it so that I'm putting some things away in some annuities so that it'll continue to grow and grow and grow. So God forbid, I had an aunt that passed away and her husband did all of that. And she was filthy rich. Do you hear me? Filthy, yes, rich. Okay. and and but she did not like it. She never, she never acted like it. But whatever she wanted to get, she got, and she she funded me for a, a little portion that time. And I didn't realize what was happening until much later that that's what she that's what her husband did while they were young. They got insurance. So yeah, please, while you're young, don't think you're just gonna live forever and you're gonna always be in wonderful health. Please go ahead and. Uh, get yourself some insurance. Praise the Lord. That's one of the and things my father law said. Go ahead. I was just I was just gonna say and don't let it lapse. Right. Don't and let, don't it, let lapse. it lapse. That, that, exactly. that part. Don't let it lapse. Mm-hmm. Don't sit it there and say I can pay something else. No, pay that. Mm-hmm. Pay it all. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and do what you need to do. Do it do it while you're young. Again, it won't cost you near as much if you do it when you're in your twenties than if you did it in your forties. Mm-hmm. You can literally Amen. get it as low as like twenty dollars while you're young, thirty dollars, fifty dollars while you're young, depending on how much your policy is. And then that'd be the biggest problem with a lot of people. They let their policy lapse and then don't know it. And then some come, you are romantically thinking you cover it when truth be told, it's like regular car insurance. You know you ain't covered because you let it lapse. And then another thing, going back to what Pastor Charles said, when you're older and you go through certain body illnesses and stuff like that, certain insurance companies will not cover you. It will be hard for you to find insurance sometimes when you're older. Why? Because you didn't got illness, terminal illnesses. You didn't got strokes and stuff like that because some insurance companies will look at your medical records. Some insurance will come out to your house and test you. I know we was, we was going out to people's house, testing them to make sure that they weren't smoking cigarettes and lying to us. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, your policy can go up a little bit just because you smoke a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? So you really have to be aware of those type of things. And low-key Christian, we gonna, we, I think we're going to, uh, maybe the week of the 20, 21st, after Valentine's Day week, we might have that finance financial literacy week, that um finances and funds. That's what I'm probably going to call it, finances and funds, where we talk about certain things like an insurance class, a credit class. Um, we'll probably pick up on doing budgeting and stuff like that again, because this was a real fun conversation for us to have. And like I said, most of the times I'm having these conversations, it's not for us on the stage because a lot of us are aware of it. It's the people that come in and that's connected to us as well as this podcast and my ministry that are young, that are unaware, that are still going through life. And even some of the older people who, you know what I'm saying, may not know how to budget, who had to go most of their life just 
from paycheck to paycheck, just paying bills as they could because they didn't know how to and all that other stuff. So this is a real interactive time for us to have these conversations, especially, you know, in the month of February when people are, okay, well, I'd have had the month to plan or I'd have had a month to rest and all this other stuff. And now we're moving into the second month and some people are not necessarily saying stressing, but some people are looking at this pandemic, looking at jobs and trying to rely on a tax refund check as though that's just going to come and save y'all as y'all go through the rest of the year. No, no, we got to be smart people of God and stewarding our finances. We want to know all the mysteries of God, but we come on now. We can't love money and still not know how to use it and all that other stuff. Y'all doing the most. If you were struggling before that tax check, you're going to be struggling. Right. I'm telling you, before and after. It might be a life raft for a second, but no, don't depend on it. Don't depend on it. Well, listen, y'all, y'all heard Google. I'm sorry about y'all. I had to put Google on mute. But y'all heard Google. The time now is 10.04, 10.04. And y'all know when Google goes off, Google always tell you, stand up and stretch. You know, lean to the front. Oh, oh Lord, my back crack. Lean to the front. <laughs> lean to the back. Hands up. If you're still in the bed, this your time to get on up because it's 10 o'clock. Grandma used to say, kings and queens don't stay in the bed after 9 or 10. So you got to get up, get up, get up, be productive. Listen, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a quick song and then we coming right back because we got to talk about this love thing. Y'all know we talking about the 14 days of love. And we're going to start this conversation off real soft because it's an evolutionary conversation. We're going to talk about loving money. We're going to talk about loving people. We're going to talk about loving each other. We're going to talk about loving God, even in worship like tomorrow. We're going to talk about loving God through worship because one of the biggest things I believe is us understanding how do we love God in worship. I started off this morning with the scripture of 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse 1 through 3. And it talks about how we can give all this money, we can give all our bodies, and we can know all the mysteries of man and, and God and know all the knowledge and all the other stuff. But if we don't have love, then we have nothing. If we don't have lo love, then we gain nothing. And oftentimes, we'll think we gain, we got all the stuff in the world. Just because you got a nice house, fancy cars, big old account, and all this other stuff, we'll think we have some stuff. When truth be told, God will look, us up, look at us and be like, we have nothing because we don't have love. And in this season of my life, I'm trying to perfect my love walk because I'm telling people now, hey, I'm not finna be in a space and a place and not have a good heart because then what if God wants to use me and I have to come from a perverted place? No, that's not what I'm trying to do. I want to make sure my heart right. So when the time comes for me to prophesy, when the time comes for me to release a word, it's not coming from a perverted, negative, or dirty place. It's coming from a place that is going to help the body of Christ. Because oftentimes, guess what we do? We'll preach over the pulpit from a hurt place, a nasty place, a dirty place, and be hurting the people and damaging the people and they believe in this season of love we should be healing we should be restoring and we should be pushing people into a greater place so listen i'm finna play this song we finna go to a quick three minute break a quick three minute break and then we'll be right back because we're gonna talk about loving god Yeah, I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I don't think that I can live no other way. Yeah. Don't be 
Tell them maybe now on a hey. Lord has seen them blessings in the modern day. The Lord, I say, to give them to me every day. I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving. See, I ain't been forgiven, now I'm living. And when I say I love, I mean it. Cause none of this be nothing if he comes in a business. You love God, what's wrong with you? I love God. You love God, what's wrong with you? Love him, I love him. Love him, I love Love him, I love him. Love him, I love him, I love him. Love him, I love him, I love him. Love him, 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 love him. You ain't got the money moving by yourself. Yeah. And you know you did it with a lot of air. Yeah. You know it's something you wanted, ain't nobody else. Yeah. You got me talking strong and I ain't reach your pocket. Well. Yeah. See, I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving. Yeah. Hey. Hey. See, I ain't been forgiving, I don't live it. Hey. And when I say I love, I mean it. Uh. But none of this be nothing if he comes in on this with y'all. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? Love him, I love him. 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 Love him, love him. Love him, I love him. Love him, I love him. Love him, I love him. Could've lost it all, you remember I do, I do. The one that fell your wall, oh, it got you covered. I just burn it all, it's a mix of loving. I don't need a reason to fall on my knees and tell them I'm feeling my heart. And let them know I love you. You love God, what's wrong with you? I love God. You love God, what's wrong with you? Love him, I love him. Love him, I love. Love him, I love him. Love him, I love him. I love him. Love him, I love him. I love him. Love, love, love him. Love him, love him. Love him, love him. Love him. All right, all right, all right. We're back with Waking Up with the Prophet. Well, we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I don't know if you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or whatever you're doing this morning. We're just trying to make sure you start your day out the right way. You know what that means with the right conversation, right information. Right, conversation, information, education, laughter, music, people, all that good stuff that make your day go the right way. Y'all know what we believe in this room. When you start your day off the right way, guess what? It can produce the right things for your day. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Your day is, you know, you have a hard time having a bad day when you start your day off good. You know, especially when you didn't put all that good word and any spirit and energies and stuff in you. And you got all of that. Yeah, it's hard to have a bad day. I need, at least I know for me, because you know you keep a soft heart, you keep pure energy, and it's hard for somebody to throw you off your game. It's hard for somebody to piss you off and make you mad and make you have a bad day when you just started your day off with God and good people to make you have a good day. You know what I'm saying? All right. So with that being said, I want to bring this conversation back 
to the topic of the conversation for today and for the rest of the next 14 days, 12 days, whatever we count it. I don't count weekends because I don't be here, but I still say 14 because, you know, Valentine's Day be 14 days away. But, you know, for the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about love from different perspectives. Um, So I definitely want y'all to take y'all time with this too, because I know like God, man, God been talking about this thing from a couple different angles, man. We didn't talk about it from a couple different angles. And one of my first things is, is trying to understand how do we better show love? How do we show love, period? Not only to our brothers and sisters in Christ, but to people that we see, people who are not our brothers and sisters in Christ, just people in general. How do we continue to show a heart of love? Not just as an individual, you know what I'm saying, but as a body of believers. Because truth is, I read um, I read the scripture, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 13 earlier, that talks about how we speak, how we can speak of tongues of men and angels and all this other stuff. But if we don't have love, we're like a sounding brass. It talks about how we can have all prophetic knowledge and understanding and understand mysteries. But if we don't have love, we're still nothing. It even goes further to say, which is interesting because I've never really recognized this in the scripture, but it even goes further to say, Pastor Lewis, you can have all the faith in the world. You can have enough faith to move a mountain. But if you don't have love, you still don't have nothing. It even goes further to say, again, it say even if you give away all that you have, even if you deliver your body to be burned, you could be sacrificing your life. But if you don't have love in your heart, guess what? It really does nothing. So I'm really trying to understand the action of what love is. Because truth be told, sometimes people will do things from a good place. Sometimes they'll do things because they love money. You know what I'm saying? If, if Sometimes we do things because we love. But then it's also, I think, about what we love. Even when we were talking about it earlier, we had had a portion on here, Pastor Lewis. Thank you for coming in. But before you came in, we were talking about money because, you know, it's February. It, it, it's, the, it's tax month. You know what I'm saying? Everybody been doing their taxes, and we all finna start getting to this money this month because January, you know, we crossed over, had fun, and planned some stuff and whatnot. But now it's February, so everybody finna start focusing on they fun and they funds and they finances and they fiancés and stuff like that. Like, they just... You know, everybody's working on the Fs of their lives and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, God, let me be safe. But yeah, everybody, you know what I'm saying, working on those things. And in them working on those things, I'm trying to understand what, you know, especially when you got discernment, you really try to decipher, do people do this out of love or out of the love of money? <laughs> like what Christian said earlier. Do they do this because they love me? Do they do this because they love God? Because, you know, some people will love you so much that they'll stop loving God. Oh, I ain't trying to go too far. But, you know, some people can love you so much that they'll begin to idolize you over God. And what's interesting about the scriptures is even when I looked at love and was looking up different scriptures on love, I look at John chapter number four and it talks about a person who claims to love God yet hate his brother. You can't you're a liar because you can't love God. If you haven't seen your brother, when it breaks that down, it talks about, I guess, the action of love. We say we love God. That's why I'm going to even have a whole day. I think I wrote it down for tomorrow, either, either tomorrow or Thursday, when I'm going to have a conversation about, don't tell me you love me if you can't express it, if I can't see it, if it's not shown in action. Because, I mean, I'm sure the Bible tells us, um, and I think it's, 
and I think it's in John chapter 14. I mean, John chapter four, first John chapter four, that talks about the love of God. If I'm not mistaken, Pastor Charles, it talks about how when you love a person, you do certain actions. Like it, even in first Corinthians, it talks about how love is patient. Love is kind. You know what I'm saying? Love does those things. But even it, it, it's that same scripture that talks about how love covers a multitude of sin and how we love God only because he loved us first. So in understanding what love is, how do we continue to act on love better towards our brother? Because we'll say we love somebody, but then, you know, we don't call them when the spirit of God put them on our spirit. We'll say we love somebody, but then we don't really act in that form of love. We want to prophesy. We want to do all this other stuff. We want to have faith to move this, to start this, to build this. But then we lack, I guess, what is it? What are we lacking? The love of God? or the love for people. I'm really starting to think it's just God, us loving God's people like we used to, or like we should, or is it so? Is it that so many people are so in love with money nowadays? I'm throwing it up in the air right there, Pastor Charles, uh, Tasha, Pastor Lewis, Kristen, anybody can jump in right there. I went through this. Um, I went through a situation where it was someone that came in my life and, and you try to love them so much that sometimes that's where I think a few days ago we were talking about the Messiah complex where right. you, like you can save them, but God says he draws them with love and kindness and it's not up to you. They have to give their own yes to the Lord and you can love them. You can shower so much love on a person, but if they are not willing to come, some of them will even say, I'm not ready yet. They're not ready for the surrender. You can love someone and you can and shower with them with love and the love of God, but you can get caught up in the process of trying to love them that it's like they become your focus when really that's the Lord's job. It, mm, it, that's good. You know, to, he sees them in a different light than we see because we look through a looking glass dimly. But when God sees them, he sees everything. He said, my eye is in every place. I behold the evil and the good. The Lord also said that he looks at the heart. He said the heart is deceitfully wicked. And he said that it, it imagines evil continually. And you have to always be mindful that God, who knows everything, leads and guides your footsteps. And when you deal with people, you have to love them with, with sincere love. Like a child will love its parent no matter if they do good to them or bad to them. The, a child looks at people with a sincere heart, but a child will be more truthful than an adult in a heartbeat. And a child will also be really honest but still at the same time one minute they'll be honest but they'll do it in such a way where you'll be like you'll either chuckle or sometimes you may even get mad but that child still loves you and so they they can't fix you they don't they don't even really try they just they just show love so naturally oh. and so sometimes we have to look at things just the way that children look at things with a sincere heart and and truthfulness and love and let God do the work in our family's lives 
in our lives and let him be the God that he is because he said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. He said, cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. So giving them unto the Lord sometimes is the peace that you need. That's good. That's good. That's good. I forget that. <laughs> I think most of the time we oftentimes think that we, like you said, we have that Messiah complex and we forget that. Yes. Even though, you know, God is love. We're not, we're not God. All we can do is to continue to show that love. But I think a lot of times we have a problem with showing that love because most of the time people don't want to show the love. And I guess the way that the Bible tells us, because the Bible tells us like, um, let me go into it. The Bible tells us love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not arrogant nor rude. It doesn't insist on its own way or is irritated or represent or yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was right. <laughs> Irritated or resentful and does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endures all things. And I think oftentimes what we see in church, what we see in in Christendom, which makes a lot of people have this separation between, oh, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't like God. I don't like the church. You know what I'm saying? It's because we see a lot of people who like the culture, but don't like the people. Who? Let me say that again. We oftentimes encounter people in church who like the church, who love church. They like, they like racist white people. They love the culture. They love the church culture, but they don't like, they don't love the people. And I think we have a problem with that because it is seen. When you love church, but you don't love God's people, it becomes a problem in the body of Christ because then now everybody looks at those that that person or that group of people as people who are, what I said earlier, faking the funk with God because God is a God of love. And oftentimes our job is to represent him and represent him to a lot of people. And because we always trying to represent him without representing him to people in a different light, sometimes it looks like, okay, the church lacking love. But yet we want to do services. Yet we want to prophesy. We want to have faith. We want to have miracles. But yet a lot of people having the encounter where I don't feel no love. That's why most churches you get greeted at the door with an usher who gonna hug you instead of one with a nasty attitude. Nine times out of 10, they can retain members versus old pastor over there who always preaching hard and, 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 and trying to rebuke everybody. And now your ushers, anytime they come to your house, they got an attitude and fuck you because they think that pastor gonna preach on them this Sunday. Like, come on now, y'all. That, 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 that's hurting people in the body of Christ. What happened to putting a person at the door that they could they ain't have to preach, they ain't have to say nothing. They 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 barely had to talk. But when when they hug, you felt they love and they hug. <laughs> what happened to the anointed ushers, Pastor Lewis, that was sitting at the door and just love on people? I'm just saying, like in this season, in this generation, I think we're lacking a lot of people in not just in church, I mean in the world, who has a hard time loving people. And Pastor Charles, is that because uh, people have a hard time trusting other people, which is why they're willing to say, okay, well, I love God, but I don't love people. I love God, but I don't love his people. 
What makes us get to that? Anybody can jump in because I really want to understand that. Because a lot of people I, I see, even even my generation of people, a lot of them who be into the astrology, be into the horoscopes, and you know they grew up in church, but now they just love God or they just you know love life and they live it free and all this other stuff. It's like yeah, every time I come to the church, every time I encounter certain things, it's like they love church but they don't love the people, and because they don't love the people, it's a misrepresentation and a miscon a, a, a big misconstruct of misconception about you know how we handle people so i want to ask this question how do we continue to show better love for god's people and not just for the culture of church I, I, i'm gonna i need to jump in real quick because I'm, I'm gonna have to go proper christian pre i know you got something to say listen correction and those kinds of things are always a part of the love process right but because we have made, um, you know, these kinds of things that, you know, I don't have to be hurt. I don't have to take this. I don't, we, we, we've told folks that they don't have to take certain things. Right. And now we become weak. Scripture talks about becoming weaker and wiser. They're smart. We become smart. We're intelligent. But we're weak in spirit. We're weak when it comes to taking anything. We're weak when it comes Your phone cutting out. Come back. Come back. Up. Your phone I'm cutting out. Getting, I'm sorry. I'm hoping I'm back in. Am I back in? Yeah. I back yeah. In? I okay. you, yeah. We, we've been Googling. We've been doing all these other things because we have intellect. We have that. But what we don't have is the love of God. Scripture mm. says the love of God is waxing cold. It's waxing cold. And what is happening is, is that uh, some there's folks that will not receive that love. There's an old song, and I'm going to get off of here with this, and it's an old song. It's um, Ron Winans, Family and Friends. I'm not sure which one it is, but there's a song called The Sinner's Lullaby, and it talks about, and, and it asks the question, why won't you let me love you? Mm. Why won't you let, that, that, it, it's a real beautiful song, but it's saying, you know, why is it that you won't allow the love of God to pierce your heart. It's because your heart is stony. And when the scripture talks about even it being coming wax, being wax, there, wax doesn't allow water to get through it. That's good. Wax doesn't allow water to get through it. So it's gotten to, and it's cold too. So that means it is waterproof. If some people are trying to be uh, uh, water, Holy Spirit waterproof that their hearts can't be touched. But I want to let you know the warmness of Holy Spirit will warm that thing up and pull, make that wax melt, and then his, his spirit can, by the water, washing of the water of the word, can come in. Our process now has to be, are you willing to be processed? Are you willing to go through what it takes to be able to have love? Some folks don't want to go through love because it takes too long. It ta it's too hard. Listen, love makes me stay with my wife. Mm. That's good. Love makes me love makes me want to handle my business properly. Love wants me. Yesterday, I, I was I was mad. I was getting mad with somebody, and I'm gonna be honest. I was mad with one of my one of the members of our church because they stopped coming to church uh, because they heard something in their head. But they stopped coming and they tried to get themselves together by themselves, and they don't realize that I preached on the very thing that they needed, and they weren't there. But they wanted to do, and I was upset. I was, I was gonna just go ahead and listen. If you need to find your, find yourself some place where you can actually serve. But when I heard them and I listened to them, also the Holy Spirit pricked my heart and said, "Do not release them. Leave them alone. I've got them. 
you do what you know how to do, and that's pray for them. Please understand, there is a place that we all get to sometimes that makes you like, I'm sick of dealing with these folks that don't want to do what, what God says. I'm going to leave you right there at the Jordan River, and you can, whatever you need to do, if you need to go across or you need to drown, I don't care. But there comes a place when the love of God comes. When the love of God comes, when you have the true love of God, he'll change your mind in an instant. This is why you can't always tell everybody the thing you're thinking in the, at, the, at the moment you're mad. Because when you're mad, you're ready to cuss them all out. But then yep. when the Holy Spirit comes in, Holy Spirit comes in, he wants, he's, he now puts his love on you, and you have no other choice but to give that love out. And I'm going to rest my mic. Uh, Prophet Christian, I know you got something to say, and I just need to hear it before I turn my car off. God bless. Listen, <laughs> go for it, Christian. So, 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 what I was gonna say was was a couple of things. The first thing is, we have to be careful not to love people how we want to be loved. Oh, love people how they choose to be loved. That's good. Um, oftentimes, love is not reciprocated or received because. That's not the way they choose to be loved. And there are different types of love languages. And I think we have to study people. We have to know those that labor among us so that we can know how people choose to be loved. And also, Pastor Charles, I think the church is lacking empathy. We are very That's what it is. Yeah. We are pathetic. We, we, we forget that we once was on the other stick of love. Oh, God. Come on now. And, and so... What, what what we got to get back to, as you were reading the attributes of love, we have to go through each one of them and, and go through the microscope and look at ourselves. Yes. Am I patient? Come on now. Am I kind? Am I kind? Come you, on now. You got to go through each one of them because you got to realize that love shows up, but love ain't love until it's given away. Ah. So you can't expect somebody to love you if you're not loving. That's good. If you want to have friends, you got to show yourself friendly. Friendly. I think that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. So the truth of the matter is, we, we, we point the finger at those that we say don't have love. Mm -hmm. But we really got four fingers pointing back at us like, yo, you ain't patient. Right. You sure wasn't kind, and as a matter of fact, you was real arrogant. Oh, mm -hmm. y'all ain't gonna mm -hmm. talk to me. Please don't talk about me like that. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing online. to me. You, you gonna talk to you, me like that? Oh, God, <laughs> you were right, real, great. And then we want somebody to love him. You, you, you was real arrogant and pious, and you was biased and all of that, and you expect somebody to love you? Come on down. When the Bible says love is not these things, and you're doing the opposite. Oh, I'm turning. I'm turning. Sounds like you don't have love. Sounds like you got hate. I'm leaving quietly. I can't take it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. Yeah, in front of everybody. But when we go through that with a fine comb tone, comb, I promise you the love of God, the agape love, will be goozing out of our pores and it will be sharing amongst the brethren and the sisters um, in the body of Christ to the place where everybody, the love will be spread about, and you will see a whole lot of change in, in, in God's kingdom. And that's those are my remarks. I would definitely love to jump in and, and, um, and go add for it. Go for it. The reality is, I think the lack of love comes with the lack of discipleship. 
things have to be taught. Oh, and because good. people don't know how to love, they have to be taught how to love, right? That's good. The reality is, I think that um, Pastor um, next to me just said, Pastor Charles just said something about uh, the the lack of stick to itness in so many words. The reality is, people are tired of being mishandled. People are tired of being misused and abused in the church where there is supposed to be love. So the tolerance right. level is very low. Um, I can I can specifically speak on that because where I served diligently, where I did not give problems, where I did things without being asked, where I did everything that I was asked, I was misused, I was abused, I was uh, talked about, and this is through my leadership, right? But I still stayed, I still stuck to it, and I still served, right? Because of my love of for, for the people, my love for my leadership, and my love for God. But the reality is I wasn't given that, and I wasn't shown that. If I had not, and, and it has to, again, go back to discipleship, if I had not already been discipled, right, if I had not already been a part of, I guess, the church community, if I had not already been loved on from previous leadership, then I would not have known how to react to that. We give out, you said that just now, Christian, we give out what we're given, right? If what I was being given, I would have reacted to that, right? But because I've already known the experience of love, I knew how to react to what was being given to me, even though it was not love. And so if we are correctly discipled in love, then we mm -hmm. as people of Christ know how to give love. I say this even as simple as teaching my children. We always hear that either you you do as I say, not as I do. What goes on in my house stays in my house. You respect your parents. They always want to pull that scripture uh, 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 honor your mother and your father on for your days shall be long on the earth but then somewhere under there it also says fathers provoke not your children to wrath so we both got scriptures that we need to abide by Right. the, the reality is if I teach my children how to love in reciprocation mm. the Proverbs 31 woman what it says that her children will basically honor her and call her blessed. But that's because she was wise enough to teach them how to operate. I'm wise enough to teach my children how to be respectful and in return by not teaching them how to be respectful just by teaching them, but I'm showing them by being respectful to them. So even though my children are 16 and nine years old, I respect my children. I'm okay to say when I'm wrong. I apologize when I'm not right. And I show them love through loving them. And so in return, if there's something that I have a problem with and, and they have to give me something back, right? They know how to do it because I've already shown them because I've given it to them. I can't disrespect my kids and expect them to respect me right. because they don't know what it looks like. So same thing with the church in discipleship. That's the, that, and I think that sometimes discipleship is where there's the, that that's the missing link 
because we expect people to just know because we gave them the word. Like you were just saying, love is patient. Love is kind. Love it. Okay. Well, how do I get to that point? Right. You want That's me good. To get there, That's good. But you don't, you're not showing me because you ain't even patient with me. So how do I get the word that you giving me? Come on now. You ain't even kind to me. So how can I get the word that you preaching to me over the pulpit? Discipleship comes with me showing you through the actions that I give you exactly what it is, the word that I'm preaching. I'm Tasha Nicole, and I yield the mic. Listen, you preach, Tasha. Oh, no, bro. Don't go nowhere. Stay right there. That's what I was trying to pull out on day one. That's what I was trying to pull out on day one. Because truth be told, we're not really discipling people based off of true love. We're really just in the pool preaching and prophesying. And that's why I was going to ask the question, should we stop prophesying? Should we stop preaching if we don't got no love in our heart? Because the Bible basically say you nothing. So I think you ain't doing nothing. If you can't teach people how to love people, that's why they come in his churches, get mad. That's why we have a viral video every week about something. And if you always look under the comments, here they go. Oh, I would have left. Oh, I would have cussed him out. Da, 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 da. Like now they make this a whole bit viral video out right now, y'all. And it's on the Waking Up With The Prophet page on the story uh, of a pastor who I guess he was preaching. And I don't know the full story, but I guess the man was preaching. And in the midst of the man preaching, he tells them to close the kitchen door ministry. Stop passing out them plates while he's preaching and stuff. And truth be told, I understand. I understand completely. However, I think it's a way that we do stuff, which is why we keep going viral in these incidents and having to look back in front of people. So hold on. So let, let me help you. Yeah, come on. I was about to say, so, wait a minute. Ta, 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 ta. Now, that's twofold. That's two so, I was going to address both of those. So let me no help you because I, I promise you, they already got an order. I was just about to if say I'm that. Right, right. You ain't I even supposed to be in the to kitchen. Say that he probably already told him not to do that. <laughs> And so I shouldn't have to keep telling you. So now I'm going to openly rebuke you because you didn't listen to me. True. Back here. So now you and your feelings, because your friend heard me rebuke your butt when you know. <laughs> Fat. You right. You right. Oh, you should have been in the seat Fact. listening to the you word right. of God. That's your problem now. You don't want no word. Right. You just want to sell a, a, a plate. Get your behind in there and learn this word. All right, I'm sure. You don't you don't want no word. You don't want you want to be disobedient. That goes back Come to on. what Pastor Charles was saying. You want you don't you don't want to be obedient, right? And I heard the I saw I saw the memes that were going around. I haven't seen the video yet, but literally when I heard that man talking, it was as if not because he was angry because they were selling dinners. It was almost like I could hear him saying, I done already told y'all not to do that during church. Right. I already told y'all not to do that during church. So why are you going to go and do it anyway? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it sounded like it was almost a, a, a reprimand, not a disrespect. But the reality is, and I think that kind of might have been what Pastor Chris was talking, Charles, excuse me, was talking about as far as quote unquote people being um being weak as right. as far as the church because you want to do wrong but don't want to be corrected for your uh, wrong. I don't want to be discipled. And yeah. you don't want to be discipled exactly. You don't want to be corrected for your wrong, but you want to do wrong. No, if you come up in here, I'm going I'm going to get you right. 
I'm going to get you all the way right. Now, the first time is going to be a, a uh, and I would say, I would say it as a pass. I'm going I'm to inform you. It's real the gentle. Second time, the second <laughs> time, I'm going to say, now listen here. Now, I done already told you. The third time, you getting sat down. So Come you, on you you sitting down, you ain't you you're not gonna be on the kitchen ministry. You're not and I might have said the same thing. Uh sister, I would I probably would I no, see, I'm a little I'm a little different. So I probably would have been like, uh sister so and so, uh could you come step into the sanctuary? <laughs> if you can shut the kitchen down for me. And if we can, I would like to speak to you after church. And that's good. That's good. Now, but that's Bible I might too. not have yelled at her or them, whoever they are, but they still would have been embarrassed because I already told y'all prior <laughs> to church, prior to, I probably said it in the meeting, don't nobody get no plates until we do the benediction. Facts. But y'all hard-headed because so-and-so said, oh, I got to, um, I got to run. I got to go. I gotta, I gotta go to another event, or I gotta, I gotta go to work, or I gotta listen. Pastor said, if you ain't cleared it through him, you don't get no plate. Period. Period. Because I ain't getting in trouble. I love you, but period. Right. I love you, but McDonald's <laughs> down the road, baby. Because right. I ain't getting in trouble. Not. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Obedience is better than sacrifice, and clearer than people sacrifice they whole, they they whole selves on that good whatever day that was. Because it was disobedient. You know what? I haven't seen this video, but I, I, I must say, it, it's really on my heart to say this. Sometimes those old church mothers were there for a reason. Yeah. Holy, holy church mothers. Let me say that. The kind that when they see something in the spirit, they will call it out in a holy way and, and bring it in in love. The church mothers would have been on that in a heartbeat. You know better than than to do that. Come on up here in the sanctuary. Yeah. But my bishop, he used to say something. My bishop used to say, not everybody goes to church for the same reasons. Mm. He, some people go to church because they see it as a social club. They don't have anything else to do. And that gives them some type of community. But he said there are also people who are really seeking the Lord. When you find a loveless church, a lot of times there are other undergirt things going on. And a lot of times it's warfare with the pastor. That, those are things that the pastor has to deal with on his knees because that's a spirit of lovelessness. And whenever there is no love, God is love. So when God is there, he will bring when when. Two or more are gathered in his name. He said he would be in the midst. So when they start to praise and worship, then God comes in and dwells in the midst of their praises, those that are gathered together. But when there is a lack of love, that's not God. That is the enemy playing on the saints, pitting them against each other. It's chaos and confusion. And that's when you know there's something that the pastor is fighting, which is like the undergirth. It's something that's going on in the church. So it's really imperative that we hold our pastors up in prayer in a special way because the warfare they go through is like Moses with the children of Israel. He hit that rock where he was supposed to speak. Absolutely. To 
And he was like, they got on his nerve. They hit that nerve and they were pulling on him instead of pulling on God. And I noticed, I, I'm I'm going to just be upfront. I had the opposite experience. I came in the church and I had been hurt before and I had soul wounds and I was dealing with them and I, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I had a fear of people. Literally, I would not, like me doing this right now, <laughs> I would have laughed at you if you told me I would be able to speak in front of people because I was so quiet. I wouldn't even say hi or bye to saints. Soon as they did the benediction, I was already out the church, down the steps, and around the block. And an elder had to run after me one day. He said, you move faster than hot grits. Because I did not want to talk to saints. I didn't like to be around saints like that because I had been hurt and those wounds were so deep. Um, pretty much I had an experience where the enemy tried to literally destroy me, take my life before I came into the church. It was literally a battle where I ran for my life. I had to. And so I was just like, I don't want to really be around people. But if the Lord came upon me and told me, hey, I need you to say this to sister so-and-so, I would do it because I trusted God more than I trusted people. And so my eyes were focused on him. And that kept me out of a lot of trouble because it was things going on in my church home that I didn't even know about. God kept me focused on him. But at the same time, it took years for me to be able to even do this to be able to speak and to fellowship. So ask the Lord to heal the souls. And I, I feel bad to really say this. For prophets especially, those that are prophets, they go through things where people hate them just because. And Amen. there is no honor for a prophet in his own country. It's almost like when they see you, that it's like, oh, well, you ain't really all that. And sometimes they'll see the gift on you and they will try to stop it because they don't want your mouth to speak. So ask the Lord to heal your heart because like Elijah, Elijah had the same thing. Well, when he saw Elijah, he was like, look, if you can keep up, come on with it. If, when he saw the she-bears, because he had been through so much warfare. Yeah. So ask the Lord to heal, heal the, the mind, heart, soul, and spirit of everything that has been hindered and hurt in you and word curses on you so that you can be able to love with a sincere heart. And, and I'm done speaking. No, that was good. That was very good. Listen, anybody else wanted to jump in? Pastor Dudley, I see Absolutely. you down there. Thank you for coming in the room, man. Come on. You already know this. Will, this is where we spend our morning. Stop <laughs> it. Right. Stop it right now. But greetings and salutations to the room. Listen, I just wanted to say this, uh, and I, I'm probably going to challenge a lot of theology. Um, well, not theology, but um, personal opinion, right? Um, and so here it is, Prophet, and then I'm going to leave the mic alone. Um, you know, it, it's so amazing that we're talking about you know, love. And this is, you know, the month of love, right? We have uh, Valentine's Day and, you know, it's just supposed to be a time of love. And then we're talking about, you know, the love of God and how the church is supposed to love and, you know, leadership and different things of that nature. Guess what? So, you know, um, as a marriage and family therapist, there's one thing that we, we key on um, and, and that is love language, right? How, how does your spouse say that they love you? 
what is your love language? How how do you, how would you receive? Um, what is your interpretation, or what is it that you need and or desire um, for your spouse to uh, do that you would know that they love you? This is why. Um, Pastor Elect Keith, this is why Pastor Daney, I'm sure that, you know, Pastor Elect Keith, when 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 you begin to pastor, you'll understand what pastors mean when they say, listen, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm good with everybody coming to my church. Give me those that are called to me. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to step in something right here, prophet. Come Give on. me those that are called to me. Why? Because they'll take time to understand my love language. Mm, I don't I, I think... I think that a lot of times when people walk into our churches, they're expecting something of us without having learned of us. Oh, God. And if you're not called to me, then you're not going to understand my leadership style and how I um, handle things and the way that I might do things. It, 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 it is um, my love language. Because every leader doesn't lead the same. And so if you were hurt by this, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said, you right. Just as long as you ain't cussing folk out. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, you know, we do things decent and in order, you know. Um, we we have to be led of the Holy Ghost, of course, and and everything. But you know, if if you know, um, that's one thing that I've come to understand. Like my mom and my grandmother, um, they were two different people, but I know they loved me. My grandmother was a hard taskmaster. She was, you know, she's very black and white. It's yes or no. Taskmaster. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. She'll tell and she'll tell you that right now. She's eighty four, and she'll tell you, no, no, no. I'm a hard taskmaster. I'm a star. No, no, she'll tell you. She'll tell you right if I called her right now. She yes, would say, I'm hard taskmaster. She would say, I'm hard, but I'm fair. That's right. Good. And so she didn't really have a whole lot of leeway. She didn't give a whole lot of slack. She held you to the letter. She held you to that tightrope. And that was that was who she was. Now, my mama, she's a lot like me, very, very relaxed, very loose, very, you know, uh, flexible. You know, she's going to talk you through things. Grandmama's that kind that's like, hey, I told you not to sell the plate. Come out the kitchen, close the door and sit right here on this front row and get this word. That's that's my grandmother. That's, that's Grandma she, is my girl. That's 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 who she was. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We had this conversation. And don't look at me like we didn't have this conversation. Shut the doors, turn the grease off, take the apron off, and come sit yourself right here on what this front row. What did you say? Row. Sit your happy hips down. <laughs> Absolutely. But my mama, she was a little different, right? She was like, hey, you know, um, I, I understand you might have been trying to, you know, those are, there are those who had to leave. I get it. But, you know, we, we said, hey, so what we're going to do is... That, now, that's my mama's kind of flow. I'm, I'm somewhere in between, right? I was just about to say that. That sounds like an in-between for me. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm somewhere in between, right? But I had to understand that because my grandmother, watch this, didn't lead me like my mother did, I, I could not mistake her leadership style for her degree or value of love for me. Y'all don't want to talk to me. That's good. That's good. Because when I was in my grandmother's presence, I, I understood, okay, listen, ain't no whole lot of room for error. But when I'm with my mama, 
it's a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more loose. Does that mean that my mother loved me more than my grandmother? No. It just means that I had to understand whose leadership I was under and 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 how they begin and how they flowed. And so I think a lot of times we come into churches with um, our preconceived notions and ideas. And then we, you know, we want to be loved the way that we want to be loved. But here's the thing about a, a true shepherd. A true shepherd isn't what you want. It's what you need. Yeah, God. All right. I know I'm not. Uh, I, I know it's, it's, it's not the, the, you know, the most popular point of view. But but a want is a desire. A need is just that it's a necessity. Right. And so our shepherd is something that we need not something that we want. And so a lot of times um, the shepherd comes to provoke, the shepherd comes to push. Um, uh, listen, that's why they have, that's why they had a shepherd's rod, right? It was a rod of guidance. Yes. The sheep it, wanted to go it. where they wanted to go and do what they wanted to do. But it was the shepherd's job to, to get that rod and say, no, no, no. And I'm that's going to far. firmly get you to where we need to go. That's good. But 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 we want these shepherds that that are that that don't um, that that we want them to love us the way that we want to be loved. But then we watch this. But then we want to come against them when the wolves are nipping at our heels. Come on now. That's no, no, good. no. Because you you was out of the ark of covering. You did what you wanted to do. That's just like the saints that get out of out of the ark of safety and then they want to blame God for their problem. No, baby, you you walked out of the ark of the cover. You walked out of the covering. And then walked the pastor to restore them. Now, now, now I will leave the 99 to go get the one. Mm -hmm. But I but but hey, the 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 scratches and the bruises and the because you were caught in the thorns because you wanted to walk away from my covering, that part's on you. That's good. So I think we have to really, you know, when it comes to leadership, shepherdship, we have to really be careful about where we're going and why God is calling us to that particular place. Because nine times out of 10, it's something that you need and it's not going to be something that you want. That's good, man. And, and, and you cannot, you cannot measure the value of love from that shepherd according to how you want it to go down, nor can you compare them to where you just came from. If God is causing you to exodus out of a place, then obviously something, uh, uh, I'm going to say it safely, obviously the tide has turned. There's been a shift. And now you're here. Okay, great. But allow that shepherd and give that shepherd time to learn you and you learn them. So that way there's no uh, false expectation, nor is there a comparison, which then will taint the way that you see their shepherdship over your life and that you're able to reap the full benefit of what they have to offer. 
I hope that I what something that I said added value to the room. All right, Prophet, I'm out of here. Love it. <laughs> now don't no you problem, can't man. now you can't come in and drop a word and then um, leave quietly now. <laughs> he always do that. I wanted to, I will say this though, like, and um because you were your your uh your career uh path, I I would say, um, and I'm actually studying the same same thing and so one of the things i i learned in or i am learning um and which is a really good thing i think all pastors leaders need to um take courses in in counseling um because it teaches you how to how to treat people um and it teaches you how to actually deal with people yes um one of the things that i wanted to pull from that is empathy and um and and just having and I think someone else said it too but just the empathy um and the sympathy for people having the respect for um individuals right um one of the things that I've learned as a, as being a leader is that I cannot point the finger and and, and this is again what I was saying about my children I can't point the finger continuously telling you what to do. Sometimes, and you kind of alluded to that with the with the rod as far as guiding. I have to show you, right? What to do, right. I have to, um, and and sometimes showing you means I actually physically have to do it. I can't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. continue yeah, to ask it. of something from you that I'm not producing myself there's a fruit like this the word says in in psalms one that fruit will bear fruit excuse me the tree will bear fruit in its season and its leaf shall not wither and whatsoever it does shall prosper so if i'm supposed to be bearing fruit in whatever season i'm in that means that i'm going to that's mean i'm showing you what i'm bearing in that season right and so i just feel like as leaders, as people in general, loving the word also says not only if you if you don't love Christ and you, or you love you you can't say that you love someone and you don't love uh excuse I have, uh, you cannot say that you love uh, your neighbor and you don't love him or vice versa because you're a liar. But you also have to love your neighbor as yourself. If yeah. you can say I love God, but I don't love my neighbor then you're a liar, right? If you can right. say that I don't love, uh, I don't, because there's a lot of people who don't love themselves now, so don't get it twisted. Right. But but not saying I don't love myself, but I love my neighbor, or I, I love my, I don't love myself, but I love God, whatever. You can't even do that either. So we have to also, like we have to, these conversations are very important so that we can break down these things for people and actually show people how to do it. So loving my neighbor as myself means that if I don't care what I look like, Come I'm not going to care what my neighbor look like. If That's I don't care, right. I'm not going to care that my neighbor didn't eat. If I don't care that I don't know how to budget my money, I'm not going to care that you want to spend up all yours. So I have to make sure that I love myself enough. And I was just in a room yesterday and that room convicted me y'all. So I was in a room um, with, I forget what his thing was, but I know Cora was one of um, the moderators and they were talking about time and valuing your time. 
And one of the things that popped up to me was a saying that I kept saying even all last year was um, too much access is the lack of uh, spiritual hygiene. If I give you too much access to me, then that's a lack of spiritual hygiene for me. So I have to love myself to not only respect myself in time, but I have to respect myself in how I look, how I present myself, how I represent myself, how I represent God. I have to make sure that I love myself enough to spend time with me. I have to love myself enough to even want to spend time with God so that he can show me how to love me so I can love someone else. Then that's where the key is like I have to spend time with him. I have to love him. I have to spend time with him so he can show me how to be respectful and love myself. I have these things called I factors and the very I have two the two that I have are well I have six I factors but I have a one and a six, right? So my one and six are my two most important. My number one is love and respect me. My thing with that is how can I expect someone to love and respect me when I can't love and respect myself? And number six is to forgive you and forgive others. I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive others because the word simply says, if I don't forgive you, he won't forgive me. So that goes along with the love thing. I have to love God so that I can love myself, so that I can love others. In turn, I have to forgive myself so that and forgive others so God can forgive me. I'm Tasha O'Neill and I get your good night. Oh my God, thank you so much. That was so good, Tasha. And you already, I'm telling you, y'all tackling this real strong. And y'all already getting into like the rest of the week because Pastor Lewis then came in talking about the love languages. Pastor Lewis, you didn't even know I got my calendar right here in front of me. And for tomorrow, I was, I was talking about uh, love and God. Worship is God's love language. That's literally what I wrote in front of my notebook <laughs> for tomorrow. Worship. Worship with lips, but but worshiping people worship with their lips, but not with their heart. That was going to be the scripture that we came from tomorrow, because oftentimes we don't understand the love language and think that, OK, well, worship or, you know, giving That's us good. lip service. Right. Giving us lip service is a form of love. When truth be told, no, it helps when you give God your praise. You know what I'm saying? That means you love him and all the other stuff. But true worship is it's deeper than just that lip service type stuff. And then Thursday, Tasha, you done already picked up on that because I'm going to tell people, don't tell me I love you if you don't mean it. You got to love me like you love yourself. If I'm going through, come on now, you got to love me like, oh, uh, y'all already tear my week up. <laughs> this has been so powerful. When I tell so y'all, this has been so powerful. What you say, Pastor Lewis? I was just going to say, um, I concur. I think that um, hear, hear this, you know, for those that are in the room, um, hear this. And I know that I have some great people in the room. But um, when when you really love God. Oh, God. It's 11 o'clock. You better not preach this thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> really not. Watch this. When you really love God. Um, then you love the things of God. And if your assignment is of God, then that means you will love your assignment. And if you love your assignment, then you will do what is necessary to research and to study your assignment. 
so that you are um, an expert and you move in excellence in your assignment. So here's the thing. Um, for those pastors, I would definitely say now, my wife and I, um, that, that is our purpose in the earth. And I'm teaching a series um, in my, at, at church, Restoration Church. It's called um, The Pursuit of Progress Towards Your Purpose. The Pursuit of Progress Towards Your Purpose. Oh, that's good. Right? Pursuing, pursuing progress towards your purpose. And so, um, you know, our purpose in the earth, we've been called to the restoration of marriages and families. That's my family's purpose in the earth, to restore um, the godly uh, image of marriage and family, right? And so, of course, it, it's just, um, you know, uh, uh, because I love God and I love the things of God and my assignment is from God, my purpose is from God, then I begin to do the work, right, of um, becoming a marriage and family therapist, right? Um, and so that's the research, that's the work that I've put in to um, my purpose towards my assignment. So for those who are pastors um, to speak to, I want to say her name, right? Tashea's point was that, did I say your name right? I'm I sorry say, no, if I didn't. Right. Tashe, um, you know, to those, um, here's the thing. Definitely um, go, go, go get some certification and some pastoral counseling because see, when you begin to talk about counseling, of course, you know, um, with a degree in marriage and family therapy, um, you know, I'm actually uh, studying now um, for pastoral counseling because it's 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 a totally different vein, right? It's it's a totally it's 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 a separate Absolutely. entity, although although it falls under the umbrella of counseling, um, pastoral counseling, um, substance abuse counseling. Um, domestic violence counseling, all, all the different types of counseling, marriage and family. Um, there's, there's a plethora of, of different genres of counseling. But hey, at the end of it all, make sure you studied, um, you know, in your assignment. Love your assignment so much that you will immerse yourself in it so that way God can make you a gift and then your gift will make room for you. Oh, that was good. All right, let me say that again. Immerse yourself in your assignment and in study of your assignment so that God can now make you a gift to the body and then your gift will make room for you. I think a lot of times we're looking for room to be made, but we have not fully immersed ourselves in our assignment and the study of our assignment, the cultivation and the maturing of our assignment so that we can be presented as a gift to the body that our gift would make room for us and bring us into the presence of great men. Um, I think that it was, uh, it, it is absolutely important that um, we express our love for God in 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 the study of that which he has given us stewardship over all right listen i gotta go i got some work i gotta do but I, i'm not listen, like no as more. you as you were talking all i promise you it went back to what i said earlier every time you said something about loving god and you would love the things of god 
I came back to you will bear fruit. You will be, people will see how much you love God by the things that you do, by the things that you say, by how you act, by how you, how much you immerse yourself in studying and certifying and making sure that you're, you do what you need to do so that your gift can make room for you. Because guess what? That's another, that's another fruit. That's, that's another fruit, right? If, if I'm, if I'm studying, just like you said, you, you're going for another certification. When you're done with that certification, the fruit that you're going to bear is not just knowledge, but also the certificates approved that you went to make sure that you got the knowledge, you know, the got to, that you got what you needed. That's your fruit. And, and, and actually being able to ap apply it. So yeah, this is good. I'm mad it's over, but I was doing work as we were talking. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Tasha, this is what this room is for. I'm telling you, whether y'all at work or y'all way to work, coming home from work, working out, or whether you off work today, this is the perfect space for you guys to be in. And Tasha, listen, we kind of miss a female voice in here on the regular, so you definitely got to come back. You at Miss Anita. Miss Anita's been in here for a long time, and she just started coming up and speaking with us. And it's been a blessing to have you guys in here. I'm telling y'all, it's literally a blessing. We have people going back even though they can't always come in here and listen the whole time and even though they gotta pop in and out a lot of people go back and listen to the replay and because we're official podcasts now people are able to go to spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, our heart music and all those little podcast platforms that listen to us and trust me i tell you i check the numbers every day and we have a consistent audience that i really believe that i'm trying to go because in addition to people going to church getting certain teachings and stuff like that from their pastor i definitely believe that we got to continue to build a community of people who can be the light on Monday through Friday while people going through stuff, while people trying to deal with certain things. And one thing about me, I believe that God has a prophetic anointing on my life for me to talk about things, address things and handle certain things at certain times. And, and, and I believe that I need to continue to use it, not only in my personal ministry, but I need to take it to another level. I told God last year, God, I want to take the uh, ministry that you gave Amari's fan to another level. For a long time, I was doing prophecies and all that other stuff and i kind of got bored with it i said i got i still love you and i still love your people but i want to be more impactful for your people and my love for god produced this assignment so i thank you guys for joining me listen i want to encourage you guys to join me tomorrow i want you guys to pull to refresh ptr really quickly really quickly i want you guys to give final remarks and then the question of the day y'all know we always do one question of the day so final remarks and the question of the day is but since it's uh february 1st since it's february first i want to know what goals or what um what goals or what achievements do you want to accomplish by the end of this month that's probably going to be my uh question of the day every day on the first of the month because i believe by faith if we start putting goals on our list putting certain things on our prayer list or whatever the case may be writing them down we can continue to uh, manifest those things that god wants us to manifest in the earth so i want you guys to pull to refresh see where you guys are on the stage and we're going to go in that order with final remarks and question of the day what are you trying to achieve or what goal have you set in place for the month of February? All right, Keith, I'm going to you first. Um, so I enjoyed the room. Um, I really did. Uh, goals that I've set for myself this month. Uh, it is my goal to see my primary care physician 
to finish the process for my surgery because I kind of was laxed on it a little bit last month because I had stuff that's going on, but nothing shall separate me from the surgery. So I'm going <laughs> to call her this month. That is my goal. And then also I have some business stuff to do. So my other goal this month is to call Christian like I've been supposed to do. So, but yeah, those are my goals. And um, y'all have a good day. I'm here. Thank you so much, big bro, for coming in the room and supporting us always for being a part of this show. Listen, trust me, I understand when you got to make a phone call, the whole goal for the month. Because I be that same way. I be like, hold on, I know I'm supposed to talk to certain people this month. I got to talk to certain people, this, certain people. I got to make this call, this call. But then, you know, time can sometimes cause certain uh, certain tasks to slip away from you and all that. That's why I had this daily briefing journal because if I don't write my tasks down and sometimes I'll forget which person was I was supposed to call, what business I was supposed to follow up with, especially when my business started increasing with, like, my leads and inquiry, daily inquiries and stuff like that. Man, I used to get so caught up like so like I, used to, I don't know i used to fall behind so much but nowadays i just start writing it down and i try to get it done and literally probably within the first seven days if god tell me to do something like that and i and i know i'm supposed to be doing it i try not to let it linger longer than a week or so so definitely go ahead and make sure you're writing your goals down too big bro so we can make sure we keeping each other accountable of it because what i might start doing i'm gonna start writing y'all goals down for all going back and listening and be like hey did you accomplish that goal from last last month because i want y'all to do the same for me um proper christian final remarks and what are your goals or achievements for this month do the loop. PTR, bro. Oh, okay. Never mind. It was on you. I'm sorry. I had to PTR. Okay. <laughs> Tasha, it's on you. I forgot. I made your body. No. Okay. It's on you. Tasha. I know you're fine. Uh, Keith, one thing. Can one of your goals this month be to respond to my inbox? I love you so much. I ain't oh, seen you in so long, but I feel like you just kind of ditched me over, you know, the past couple years. It's okay. Because I still love you. See, the room is about love. So I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said, yes, you keep like we, You act like we ain't family. We are. But wait a minute. You sent me something? I did. Okay, wait a minute. Now, which page? Child, probably. I don't even know. I just, I think, I, I don't know. If it might have been on Instagram. Instagram or Facebook. One of the two. Okay, so I see if it was Facebook and you might have messed with my old page. That's probably why. Oh, okay. I still love you, though. <laughs> okay. Well, how about send it on here so I can see it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, My goal for the end of this month is to just be better, uh, to get better every day and to be better at the end of the month than I was at the beginning of this month. I think that that is um, a task and a feat in itself. And so, um, I did talk about expressing my uh, interest in being more efficient and effective um, and uh, respectful of my own time and more demanding of others respecting my time as well. Um, so those are the things that I want to work on for um, the month of February. And what I would love to leave with the room is if it doesn't evolve me, it doesn't involve me. So that's what I would like to leave with you guys. 
Bet. Thank you so much, Tasha. I love that call. I love that. Thank you so much for coming in the room. Know that you're welcome back anytime. Listen, I'm looking for some more females to join us on stage to give us a different perspective. More people who are real transparent down to earth millennials like, like me and you. I love your engine. You got to start hosting your room again. Do you even do your rooms anymore, Tasha? Um, I don't. You know, I, I thought about it today. Um. I thought about it today, so we we might do that. I, m- I might need to pull on you, um, but yeah, I if we would do it like I was doing it before for about ten or fifteen minutes. We do our midday prayer and yeah. get on up out of there. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. See, I like that. I tell people all the time, like, I believe in the shift of the airwaves that God is bringing. A lot of people don't always listen to the radio. A lot of people be listening to podcasts, be on Clubhouse and stuff like that. And especially during the midday, people be needing some positive to put in their spirit once they already been at work and stuff like that. So that midday check-in used to be real cool for me, all of because, you know, during the middle of the day, that's probably when I actually leave the house because during that time... In the mornings, I was doing the daily briefings, and then I was doing all my sessions and consultations during that ten, during this ten, eleven to twelve time, and I was going on lunch break. And normally, you be out, you know what I'm saying? You be on lunch break or doing something, and I'd be able to pop in there with y'all. But now, during midday after the show, I just be chilling in here watching Wendy Williams and eat my lunch. But I would love to start coming back in those rooms because what people need for real for it is these down-to-earth conversations where we're not always so deep, we're not always so transparent. We come in and pray, we have a little word, have a little conversation, and then we go about our day because we all got real lives and real jobs to attend to. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely, whenever you have those, feel free to ping me in because I'll definitely pop in to support. Um, come here, get off. Okay. Um, Miss Nita, Miss Nita, definitely come on with your final remarks and the question of the day. What type of goals and um, achievements you have for the month of February? You know what? I am doing what Prophet Christian told me to do. When he, he spoke to me, literally, I'm doing it right now. I I decided that I am going to go for um, more funding because. He's right. You shouldn't be doing this out of your pocket. So that is my goal for the month. Um, And to really, because I said last month, I'm in expectation of what the Lord promised me. And so I'm going to continue to be in position so that I can do what he told me to do until it pleases him. That's, That's my goal for the month. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in. And listen, I'm going to do the same thing. That's one of my goals this month, um, because we talked about funds this month. Even though I have to get my heart right, I'm getting my pockets right, too. Can I get a whoop whoop? I'm telling you, I'm getting my heart right and I'm getting my pockets right. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be contacting Kristen as well. Uh, because I'm trying to get some funding set up as well with me. I, I got to make sure uh, all these businesses are straight because, like I said, I have a 501c3 as well as an LLC. And sometimes when you've been operating business for five years by yourself, you need to take a break and you got to delegate some things to some people. So I'm in the, um, I'm right now in the, I don't know, in the season where I'm looking for somebody else to take over some of the administrative work for me so I can get back to doing the creative, doing the leadership, doing the CEO role that I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, that's going to be one of my goals as well. Listen, I think Prophet Christian is on the phone, so I'm going to go over to Prophet Lewis real quick. Oh. Prophet, oh, what'd you say, Ms. Nita? I know someone. They just started their business. I was just telling them to do what the Lord told them to do. 
and I can put you in touch with them. They're a VA, and they're a graphic designer, a VA, and they do social media. And so definitely um, I'll message you with her um, details. She just started her Instagram, but she said the Lord had been pulling on her for a year to do the VA thing. So okay, I'm really awesome. happy she is. Definitely, definitely. See, God always manifested in here. Thank you so much. That's why I tell people I don't mind putting out um putting out my truths on what I need. God says, ask and you shall receive. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cause I definitely need somebody to handle that for me. Cause listen, I ain't trying to be over here getting caught up in all this paperwork and all this stuff by myself. Y'all should see my office sometimes. It be looking a mess with calendars everywhere, notebooks everywhere, receipts from purchases and stuff. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. But yeah, thank you so much, Mr. Needy, for passing that information along. Prophet Lewis, I'm throwing it over to you for final remarks and question of the day. What type of goals or achievements that you have for the month of February? Do, 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 do. It's all you. Prophet Lewis, you there? Okay, cool, cool. Kristen, you still on the phone? Or is it just the icon right there? Okay, you on the phone. All right, I'm going to throw it up. Throw it over to our special guest uh, who raised her hand at the end for final remarks and question of the day. And then we're going to close on out. Now, I don't want to mess up your name, so I'm going to just call you by your last name. Miss Johnson, thank you for coming in the room. Thank you for coming to the stage. Do you have any final remarks that you want to release to the room? And do you want to answer our question of the day? Yes, it's pro pronounced Kanisha. Kanisha. Um, okay. Thank you for asking. Thank you. It's pronounced Kanisha. Um, no, I've been in and out because I'm working, so I've been in and out of the room, but um, the topic really struck me because um, I'm working on allowing God to teach me how to love, how to love him, how to love myself, and how to love others, um, and that love comes from him. So um, I really enjoyed the topic, um, and my goal is to allow more love in my life and also finish my application. I'm a licensed mental health therapist. I'm going for my full licensure and I have to do the application and pass the test. So my goal is to finish the application this month and register for the exam. So that's my goal. What state, I'm sorry, what state are you in? Georgia. Oh, I need to talk to you. I'm not in Georgia, but I, um, I'm actually currently... Um, in school for clinical mental health and counseling as well. I need to connect with as many of y'all as I can. Back channel me. I would love to help you out and talk to you about it. Maybe we can go into a room and talk about it too. Um, I would love to help you out because I think it needs to be more of us in those spaces for sure, especially black people in general, yes. black women, black men. Absolutely. So I would love to help you out in any way, sister, because it's been a journey. I'm trying to tell Listen. you. <laughs> Listen, I don't even want to talk about it on here because when I tell you, I'd be about to throw my computer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. So I completely understand. But back channel me and I would love to connect with you. Yes, thank you, guys. See, Tashay, we be building connections. That's why I tell people this Clubhouse app don't always got to be toxic. You just got to pray for wisdom and know how to operate on this month so God can use you and the people that you connected to. Because when I tell you, yes, we all finna be in here doing powerful and positive things. And y'all kind of inspiring me because y'all know I went to Alabama State University, but I did not finish school because I left. I couldn't finish. I had some things going on, but I left with a good amount of money and a 
good amount of experience to where I can do my own thing. But I'm looking in this season to probably go back and get a certification on some mental health coaching or some family life coaching or something like that too. Because for years, Prophet Amaris has been doing uh, consultations and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm trying to get more degree behind it or more certified behind it so I can up my prices and not just say, okay, well, I'm a prophet and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, no, this is actually a thing, 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 thing. Even before I was doing it, God was calling me to do it. But yeah, so yeah, I'm finna get, uh, I guess, another level of certification behind my name just because y'all are inspiring me. I think I really need to look back into it because this is something that we all need, especially when I'm doing prophetic consultations. I tell people most of the time, I'm just giving you what God say. Now, a lot of it come from word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and a lot of times I'm sitting around some old people and I got some pastors and stuff to go back and talk to about certain situations because I don't know everything. But when I tell you, I believe that if I go ahead and make this step, I think that my clientele going jump a little higher and i think that god gonna use me in a greater way so i'm definitely gonna go ahead and think about that and move forward into that so yeah that may be one another one of my goals for this month to look into getting certified in some type of uh i don't know some type of development coaching or something like that oh yes that's a blessing okay well truth be told we're almost done with the show, but Prophet Christian is back, and I want him to give his final remarks as well as the question of the day. Prophet Christian, the question of the day is, since it's the first of the month, what type of goal or objective have you put in motion or have in mind to go ahead and complete by the end of the month? Like, is there any type of achievement, any goal that you got in motion right now for the end of the month? That's the question of the day and then final remarks. It's on you, sir. Well, today was splendid in the spirit. I enjoyed God today in this room. Um, the knowledge and wisdom that was shared in this room, um, the, the nuggets and the correction and the love that was spread abroad here today um, can carry us um, another day's journey. So I'm glad about today. Um, I'm glad about um, what was shared. As far as, uh, for me, goal. Uh, Goals-wise, there are several things that I have on the docket in this next 27-day period for this month. Um, as far as business is concerned, in 27 days, I will accumulate about $47,000 or more um, ah, my business. Um, as far as grants um, for this month. Um, I plan to secure up to $2.5 million in grants. Um, as far as spiritually in the kingdom, I plan to win um, 30 to 50 souls to Christ this month. Come on now, Prophet. Um, as far as um, my health, I plan to make it to the gym at least 15 out of these 27 days. Come on, get somebody. Um, <laughs> You know, and um, also, you know, just living life, you know, I plan to enjoy life um, this month um, more than I did last month. Um, and so that's a few of my goals that I have set out for the next 27 days, um, including today. So I guess 28 days. Uh, but that's where I'm at. Um, and I'm, I'm on track. Uh -huh, to my first quarter goal. So I praise God, hallelujah, for what he is doing by the first quarter of this month. 
All right. So God bless you all. And I'm glad that we had this conversation today. Apostle, Apostle, Bishop, Pastor Christian. Yes, ma'am. Um, you so oily. <laughs> um, <laughs> so oily. Do you help other entities with grant getting grants or attaining That's grants? That's exactly well? what of I course. do. I have a nonprofit that focuses on women, and we actually are trying to gain information to get grants so that we can start providing mental health. <clears throat> There's a link in my bio. If you set up a consultation with me, we can talk about it further. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to be able to do that because this whole this whole piece is it's it's really challenging so i just yeah wanna... i wish i wish i would have had um you yesterday had uh your contact yesterday um i came across a grant yesterday morning for twenty five thousand dollars but it was due yesterday <laughs> shut your mouth yep, yeah yeah so um but yeah let's talk uh send me um uh schedule a, a time and then we'll talk from then and we'll, we'll move forward okay so, cool thank you Definitely. Chris, you need to start doing those weekly rooms if you're just giving out grants. Cause that was a yeah, blessing. I know, but I just, I got to find the time. I'm coming. So, so Christian, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to tug on you about that too, because I do want to get more involved in doing rooms, but I want to do rooms that have substance and meaning right. that when people leave, they have something that they've gained. Um, and so, I think that that, especially on the business aspect, would be something that people would need, um, specifically for nonprofits who are actually meaningful. Amen. Okay. Yes, amen. Um, but what I'm what I'm finding, what I'm finding out is that folks that say they have nonprofits, they're not active. That, yeah. Did you hear me say meaningful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And and then business owners, they're slothful in business. And um, I do not want to cast my pearls before my the time. God. Um, so <laughs> what God has been doing, because I, I have several information, but the Lord will challenge me and he'll say, do this now and put this as the title. And so there are, there are several different uh, impulsive moments that the Lord gives me, but then afterwards, He then gives me instruction on why I can't do it. So, f right, they want the bag, but they don't the step. They don't do everything. Um, and people, God is releasing. I'm telling you. Kristen, you cutting in and out. Come back. Hello, can y'all hear me? Yeah. It was in the matrix. Okay. Well, he's he's releasing resources in this hour. And so in the month of February, we're going to gather more money than we probably gather in the entire year because of what he's doing in this month. And so, but people have to position themselves and be ready for the poor. Because he's pouring, but folks ain't ready. Right. Like, watch this. You, you say you and your ladies, y'all nonprofit is ready. If he poured a million dollars into y'all hand right now, y'all know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Absolutely. Go, go forward. You understand what I'm saying? But everybody is not in position for the poor. 
And so hence is why we're robbing Peter to pay Paul because we're doing things and we're not legitimized Mm -hmm. in the way Mm -hmm. that God wants us to be so that he can pour it in our favor and you ain't got to go to jail behind it. Right. And you know, that's, and that is, that's why I said it's very important to have rooms um, because in, in certain aspects, because like you were saying, like people want the money, but they don't want to do the foundational work to make sure that they are doing what they need to do um, with the money. Um, like for me, I I literally have a set plan in the people that I actually put on my board for my nonprofit, at least my VP for sure. Um, Cause I have to re- reconstruct that is very, hope she holds me accountable. And when I tell you like, she pen every penny is accounted for every penny i have a partner <laughs> that works with uh nonprofits and organizations and even for-profit businesses right now and she's guaranteeing at least two to three grants each month for three months and it's like the money is right here <laughs> like stop playing get your stuff in order and I promise you, your life's gonna be set up. But anyway, let's talk. That, let's that, chat. Yeah, that's and, uh, and that's we, a we word. That, that's definitely a word. I told them. I said, "This is what I spoke." I'm gonna let y'all go for real. I spoke this word at my women's conference, and I said, "You don't want to be like the the the, the virgins that wasn't ready. They had it all ready." Come on, you done missed the you done missed the bridegroom now. I'm and you knocking on the door because you wasn't ready. I got my oil now. They say I got my GPS. And I got. To, I buy, I plug my phone in, and I'm ready to put the address in so I can get to where I got to go now. No, you should have had that phone charger so you could charge it overnight. So when the bridegroom came, you get the address so you could be where you're supposed to be. But you wasn't ready, so now you done missed your you missed your spot. Now you knocking on the door. So be prepared. One thing I learned in college, if nobody else understands this, I'm sure some of y'all might. Proper prior planning prevents poor performance. And I'm going to go ahead and go off my mic. That's it. That was it. That was it. But you be told, what they say, Tasha, just because you didn't properly plan don't mean I got an emergency all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Proper Christian, definitely, man, you got to do one of them room, rooms again. We got to start doing some more. Like, I really want to get connected to those people who are like you, Tasha. Like, I really want to get connected to those people who are on Clubhouse doing substantive rooms. Like, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to let your hair down even a little bit in some of these rooms. But also making sure you're filling the room with substance you know what i'm saying and one of his his rooms was definitely one of those rooms because it required networking it required you know what i'm saying us to have established businesses and stuff like that like i even went to start looking back at my 501c3 because it was established for years but it wasn't active because somebody wasn't doing what they were supposed to do lord have mercy but now you know what i'm saying i'm working back in that phase of getting my 501c3 back active even though my llc has always been active and still active i'm working about getting that 501c3 back so I can become non-profit on one side as well as, you know, for-profit through the business. 
But yeah, those are some good rooms to actually have. And we definitely need some of those. Like we need to have those rooms where we can tell people how to get grants, how to get funding, how to start up their 501c3, how to start up their uh, LLC, how to find out who their registered agency is and stuff like that to handle certain business matters for them, all of that good jazz. But this ain't the room for it right now because we all got stuff to do. And the time now is 11 34 so we're gonna go ahead and close out we're gonna go ahead and close out listen i love you guys i'm praying for you guys thank you guys for joining us this morning for waking up with the prophet i'm gonna give us a little prayer and then we're about to dismiss father god in the name of jesus we thank you for everything that was released in this room god we thank you for the people oh god that came into this room we thank you oh god for your servants oh god and my co-laborers oh god we thank you oh god for their heart and their poor now god i ask that you will pour back into them as much as they poured out god continue to bless them keep them and cover them oh god cause them oh god to be supernaturally blessed because of this room oh god let no weapon formed against them be able to prosper, oh God, but give them the grace that they need, oh God, to accomplish all that you have set before them on today in the name of Jesus. Now, God, even now, we ask you to continue to grace us to join us here on tomorrow yet again, Father, because we love you and we thank you for this space, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, yeah, I got to get to work. I got to get to work. I got to upload the podcast from yesterday as well as the one from today, as well as get into making some phone calls, planning doing some work for the ministry because I need to be completely legit by the end of February within this ministry thing again. So I don't got to worry about going to jail like Prophet Christian said because I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm trying to do everything in decency and in order. With that being said, y'all, I love y'all. I'm praying for you guys. I pray you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I will see you again tomorrow at 8 a.m. for Waking Up With The Prophet. I love you guys. Be blessed. This room is in.